I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, a language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool, too. What is going on, everybody? What's up? Happy internet, friends! Yo. We're going to have some fun this week. Yes. Um, Wait a minute. We don't have fun any other time? No. The last the last three fun. weeks have been fucking brutal. Yes, okay. but they've been stellar. That's they true. They have been. Like, your research, I've been getting contacted so much about that. And I have to be honest, I also believe that that is where, how we got our, you know, a review that actually came in. That was my magnum opus. But right? we, I actually, uh, we, I did get, I did get a... Uh, a comment on our Facebook page on the whole thing. From, Let me know when you're ready, and I also have dude, a review too from uh, Jonathan Gerlock. He Ooh. said that I had to take a screenshot of it because it is probably the nicest thing anybody has ever actually said to me. Okay, quite possibly the best true crime podcast miniseries I have ever listened to. Congratulations, gentlemen! This show gets better and better every week. Can't wait to see what you guys do next, dude. Thank you. Knocked we, it out of the solar system, as I've been telling everybody. That is amazing. You you guys are the reason that we do this show. We wouldn't do we don't like to listen to ourselves talk. I hate the sound of my own voice. Fuck I hate the I sound don't. of your voice. Me too. I don't like your voice or your voice. I don't but like I your love, face though. I love your voice. Oh. I love my voice. I, think I like my, his better though. I think but, my voice should come with a complimentary sponge. Ooh, hey. Yikes. Or an after dinner mint. Or a I little bit of no. port. Like a, a sifter of porters. I don't like. I don't yeah, like wine. A, I don't know. I've never had port before. So yeah, that's a dessert. Sounds wine. fancy. Yeah. yeah, you fucking booze nerd. Shut hey, your mouth. That's how we learn. Anyway, <laughs> I, I tell you what though, Israel Keys made me kill a bottle of goddamn of uh, whiskey. So Dorothy Appointe made me kill a bottle of paint because all I wanted to do was paint miniatures. Wow, nerd. But anyway, before we get going too far, okay. we want to say thank you to all of everybody. Yes. Um. That's what I want to make sure our fans because. How many Facebook followers do we have now? We've got like a hundred and ten, I think. There we go. Which is We're, pretty awesome. We got a we got a crew. But let, let's take care of business before we get to your thing, because your thing is more important than the business, I think. Business before pleasure. Yeah. We want to go ahead and say thank you to our sponsor, Studio Sweden. Uh, if you go over to studio.com and you uh, you find some badass headphones or earbuds or whatever you're looking for, which you, you will. You, you definitely them, will. Fuck yeah. You throw them in your cart. You uh, You go to checkout. They got this little thing. It's called a discount code. You put it in. It's going to be dark windows, all one word. And they will give you 15% off because they like us and we fucking love you. And if you go to uh, ageofradio.org slash dark windows yep. and you happen to look through there, you can uh, just see our episodes Want to play a few. You can also on there we have uh, 10% off Microsoft. Uh, product. Whoa, is this so new? That. Yeah, dude, this is new? And we got Barnes and, and Noble, Barnes son. Barnes and Noble as Wait, well. what? Boom! High five! High five! High five. I was Holy that, crap, I, I didn't know this! I was for you because I knew you didn't know yet. I yeah, didn't know I, that until I just saw it. So. I saw the Barnes and Noble thing really? last week and I was like, oh my god! So we got yeah. a Barnes and Noble like less than an hour away where a certain someone almost killed himself at. Send me books! So yes. <laughs> Send me a nook. So, I got a Kindle, but I'll take a Nook too. <laughs> so yes, Kindle Nook. Go, go on to go on there, dude. That's uh, awesome. You can get ten percent off Microsoft products. I don't know about Barnes and Noble, but it's Barnes and Noble. That's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. a time warp, right? You, know, oh, you, dude, you go in. It's like six o'clock at night. You might 
It'd be like twelve. I'm, I'm pretty. And you, I'm and pretty you walked sure they, out yeah. with multiple graphic novels and a Funko Pop and also some of those reaction action figures. Oh wait, are we talking about just in general or <laughs> I'm, just? I'm pretty confident the Bar- above. I'm pretty confident the Barnes and Noble in Burlington, Vermont, has a fucking time hole, like a black hole in it, because we can go in there at like one o'clock in the afternoon, and they're like, "It has hey, happened, guys. It's like ten thirty. What? But I'm and, not and done thirty. This. And it's been thirty years later. Jesus, I haven't, I haven't eaten <laughs> I have lunch beard. or dinner yet. What the hell is going on? Well, all except for me. <laughs> Yeah, but you look better without a beard. But you also, all, you know, how do you know? I've never grown a beard. But you ah, almost also. Uh, <laughs> funny story. Kevin Heyer actually almost lost his leg. Yeah, we talked about on this. a fucking. No, it thing. was not a leg. It was just a. It was from the knee, knee down. Tis from what I told. Tis well, <laughs> I thought it was a scratch. And then it turns out it was like fucking almost bleeding to death kind of shit. Well, yeah, I didn't know that until I actually yeah. went into the bathroom, yeah. sat down, and I was like, "Hey, yeah." So. Now we got set stuff to talk about. Now we about. got more business hey, because... speaking of escalators... Ooh. Oh, God. Transition into <laughs> a what? higher priority topic? Yes. Anyway, so what they're talking about, and I'm going to speed it up because a young lad reached out to the show and said, my promos are a little too long. Well, guess what? Here we go. Three, two, one. If you're into painting miniatures and you know somebody else that's into painting miniatures and you also want to improve your painting miniature capabilities, guess what? Go over to Game Envy Creations. Their site is GameEnvy.net and you can find the hobby holder. What is a hobby holder? It's a handle and base combination. It comes in multiple different colors and multiple different attachments for all the types of hobbying that you need and you find what you like go put it in checkout then type in the promo code of broadstone and save yourself two dollars off each hobby holder how was that that was quick dude i got i got red and tanglies can can i say something one one quick criticism For a second there, you turned into the fast-talking guy from the Micro Machines I was aiming for it. And I fucking love it. I was aiming for it. By Mattel. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that you didn't cut anything out. You just talked really goddamn fast like you're at the end of like a uh, like a hire a lawyer commercial or something <laughs> kind on the radio. Like a cheap Better Call Saul because I'm now hooked on that show. Holy Jesus. Eight years later. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So we got, we... And now that we're done with business, we've got some more business. We got some more business. Now. With that being said, and we've been slacking on it, but now since joining the 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 Age of Radio Network, yes, that we thing. are gonna plug ourselves a little bit more. So, like we said last week, I'll and, plug you. Technically, who does? Because he has the soundboard. Right but the no, uh, we're having people reach out to the show and give us some topics. You know, because sometimes we will drone on about certain things, and that's all we talk about. But we want you, the fans, to reach out to us. And, you know, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Also, give us a rating and review to show Age of Radio that, you know, we're worth their time and energy. So, with that being said, we had a listener of the show who's also a friend of the show named Murray. Got to get into character for reading this. He gave us five stars listening from the UK. Been listening for a few months now, and I always find it interesting that the lads seem to have a genuine bond and it shows in the show. It's well worth a listen. Five thumbs up to go with the five stars. Now, I reached out thank to him. Thank you and said, so much. Thank you so much because I think this is maybe a handful of like re- reviews we've had so far. Yeah, we've had like 20 on, on iTunes because that's yeah. apparently the only place you can review, which is Which is stupid. weird, but thank you. I said, thank you for that. Do you, uh, since being you know a friend of the show, do you have a topic for us? And he's like, actually, yeah. With Halloween being around the corner... I'm a huge horror fan. I know you guys are, you know, you you dip into the pool occasionally. I got but into it a little bit later than you guys did. Yeah, and it's not your big cup of tea, but 
Kevin H and I had a conversation uh, off air. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, technically it was on air, but we had Somebody to... had to edit out 45 minutes of you two jabbering about stuff. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? I was there for it. It was good. It wasn't, it was. 40, it wasn't like over 40 minutes. It was like It was like 27, 39. actually. Whatever. But uh, so he's like, I was just curious. Would you guys be interested? Could you do an episode, since Halloween is right around the corner, of doing episodes related to your favorite horror movies? Whether they be the movie itself, villain, monster, premise, style of horror movie. And I was like, you know what? That is a great idea because right around the corner is Halloween. And let's be honest, all three of us are massive Halloween nuts. Not just the horror aspect of things like me, but just in general, the holiday. It is For me, it's way better than any other holiday. It should be more than a day. Exactly. It should be a month. Yeah. So I figured, let's why not start early? And wait a minute. Halloweenica, so we can have it for like a week. <gasps> yeah, slaps. I love you both. All right. No so, offense to anybody that is uh, that celebrates Hanukkah. I wasn't trying to take a shot at you, but fucking Halloween should dude, be a week because it's I, excellent. Hanukkah's got some pretty cool stuff. And you going. know what? It doesn't matter what religion you celebrate. Everybody likes fucking candy. Yeah. So there. And so with that being said, this week's episode. I'm sorry, I'm derailing us from our normal <laughs> plan of attack. We're talking about horror movies. Woo! We're going to talk about our favorite monsters. And with that being said, it's oh, also... We're going to go one at a time on some stuff. Kevin, oh, roll I'll... that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Seth, roll that beautiful bean footage. For Mr. Justin Rimmel. And mine's, Fosters. And mine's a little wimpier. Because uh, I drink my shit out of a bottle because I'm well, not wait, a disgusting savage. We're going to clank them. Clanks. And thank Ding. you guys. And prepare for a fun episode, folks. It's going to be wonderful. Okay, so real quick, just around yes. the table. You're drinking Fosters. Fosters. Seth is drinking Fosters. Kevin Heyer is drinking PBR because he's a fucking champion. Yeah. And since I'm a poor motherfucker, but I love it, Champagne. I got me some Miller Lite, which What's is good the, stuff. That's just as cheap as mine. This is $1.79 for a pint. Two eighty nine, I think Bam. mine was. I a think pint. the can. A pint. It you pay pint, more for the can. Oh, it's a pint. It's a fucking pint. No, suck my deck. Oh, suck the fucker. So where right. we, how are we starting this thing off? So I can actually start this off because me being a nerd and I whoa, love whoa, this. Whoa. Right? There's a shocker. Right. But I figured I'll start it off with one of my personal favorite series of all time. And yeah, the subsequent movies were not technically horror but I believe the first one is the Alien movie. I would beg to differ. Really? I beg to differ that all of them are all horror. I think the first one is definitely horror. The second one is more of an action movie with horror elements. And then the third one (laughs) was a third one. The first one's definitely the scariest of them for me. Yeah, because it taps into the old school Alfred Hitchcock style of... You don't know really what's going on. It's building tension, building tension, building tension. And then all of a sudden... Some shit jumps out of your chest. (laughs) Well, not only that, you don't really see the monster. Like, when Dallas gets taken out, you don't really... You don't know he's there. You hear the beeps. Lambert's crying. And then seconds later, like, Dallas is like, I want to get out of here. And all of a sudden, jump scare. Same thing happens with uh, a couple of the other characters you're going through. You don't actually physically see the actual creature... And it jumps out at you and you scare you. So it keeps building the tension. And for me, like being a kid, that both solidified the love that I have for horror, 
but also made me terrified of being on a ship in like sci-fi. So like for me, I know a lot of people say it's not a horror movie, but for me, it scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. Like I saw all the Freddy Cougars, I saw all the Friday the 13th. That movie would scare me countless times because it's like I knew the jump scare was going to happen and then it didn't then it would happen. Now was Alien the first horror movie that you watched growing up as a kid? First one? No, it was Freddy Krueger. Okay. And I laughed my ass off. Dude, like, he, let's be real. Freddy Krueger was the funniest of them. Well, yeah, because the way Robert England portrayed him, he was both comedic but also terrifying. But then it was... And he was a creep. And it was the puns. Like, the puns yeah. got me, like, trying to be funny, like, welcome to primetime, bitch. And, like, a few <laughs> other of these things. So it's like, okay. But watching the xenomorph... Like, how it moved and all the different, like, little things it did scared me. It literally made, gave me, like, nightmares until I was older. And, it was, like, I'd still watch it. And it was like, whew, there's a reason why I don't want to play Alien Isolation. I don't want to go oh, back to that. Oh, God. I've heard good things, though. So, that was one of the ones that will always get me. Yeah, I can kind of get that. You know, because there's, there's more, you know... Outer space, you know, you're 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 out you're on there. A ship. Yeah, the, the no isolation. one can hear you scream. Yeah, the isolation, being completely alone with no help anywhere. Well, yeah. and also there's nowhere really to hide. So, True. like, if you think about it, with the Jason Voorhees movies, you're on Camp Crystal Lake, you're in. What the hell? But uh, so in all reality, you're in a set location. You're in a little, a little camp. But if you get away, just run either direction and just keep going and keep going. Right. We're going to exclude Jason Goes to Manhattan, folks, because I don't like that movie. You don't want to talk about We're going to exclude a lot of them. Yeah. I don't like any of them. I but, think uh, they're boring. But in all reality, though, it's like you can obviously escape. With the Alien movie, what got me was no matter where you go, you're still on this ship. Right. Yeah. Even if you hide... You have to hide, and then you have to realize, okay, maybe you can try to keep moving around like what Newt did, but you're ultimately going to run out of resources. And there's always that fear of, okay, well, okay, you get sucked out into space, which eventually the alien did. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's still that, uh, oh, fuck, I could be dead if I, you know. Yeah, if you're not careful and don't think, that it's blood is acid, it has really its need for two things one bring back bodies for our hosts for the eggs for the embryo and two just to fucking kill shit yep so how do you stop something where it has only two senses of purpose in life and obviously with the queen there's protectors and there's guardians and with like the the lord there's different varieties but at its core it's to bring hosts back for the uh the face huggers or just to kill them kill people and i for me with alien the thing i think that scared me the most is if you've ever seen like the concept art for the creature hr geiger holy jesus and it's so yes you're hg right. geiger no, HR. i think it was hr hold on somebody will correct us um, i'm gonna correct myself but if you look at the concept art for it and then what it actually looks like on the screen it's so close to being the exact same thing and it's fucking horrifying yeah and, I mean, who, who didn't get freaked out, like, being a little kid watching it and seeing that fucking, like, gopher up through the guy's chest? H.R. Geiger. Woo, shit. Yeah, and you look at this guy. This guy's a terrifying-looking human being, too. H.R. Geiger. He was a creepy like, Austrian dude, wasn't he? Uh, he was Austrian. Or German, one of the two. 
the Zurich based artist. Yeah. He's Swiss. That's fine. Still but, creepy. Um, and that's the thing is like, yeah, there's some phallic symbols in a lot of the art. The alien's head looks like uh, a penis. face hugger. Well, I mean, the head is also shaped semi like a penis. But it's just the point for me of seeing that and then getting older than playing like the Dead Space game, seeing Alien Isolation, anything that's like along that lines generally freaks me out. Like just being on a derelict ship and you don't know really what's hunting you and you there was a movie that said it once, you won't know it's there until it's eating you or like it kills you. <laughs> you know another movie that's kind of like just thinking about it. It's kind of the same premise is Tremors. The first, oh, the graboids. God damn it, I love yeah. Tremors. Yes, there's nowhere you can run. Yep, they're always going to get. I mean, the only place you can run is well in the concrete or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, that guy's basement, it. and they still blew through that. Yeah, but they died. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's it's like hell. You go up a pole, and you're still gonna be dead. Yeah, because like they feed off of the the what is the word I'm thinking of. Uh, the shock waves or the vibrations in the ground. Yeah. The graboids will literally hunt via using that. Not only that, not knowing where they came from, given in the subsequent movies, there is the evolution of the flying ones and that they yeah. apparently see. But at the core, they're another one that you don't know they're there because that poor couple that's in the little camper wagon and all of a sudden they get sucked in, they can't go anywhere. Well, I mean, you, you do realize that like the whole thing for, with Tremors, like how they track you, is essentially the same way that worms work because yeah. that's that's how you get worms to come to the surface is with vibration in the ground and oh, then yeah. they, they come up and you and, grab and you a, go fishing. Yeah, and that's the thing is that is like those are terrifying when you really think about them. Like I don't think it would survive here because we have a lot of like clay and the the soil isn't meant for it. But desert. What what was scarier, the critters from Tremors or the worm from Beetlejuice? Worm from Beetlejuice. <laughs> because the graboid is no big deal and they're called graboid graboids but the the worm from beetlejuice just had big teeth yeah. about the size of a human yeah i mean yeah 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 definitely sorry this is my realm i oh, love no worries, i can talk about this kind of stuff yeah oh, definitely I mean, anyway not uh, about just, me just alien just you know it was a classic movie yeah know. man it was well written and the cool thing about that movie for me is all the characters, pretty much the main actors, stuck together when they were filming. Sigourney Weaver is pretty much left alone and isolated. So when the whole thing of when they're trying to get Kane in, that was her being real. Of like They're like, don't let him in. Don't let him in. No matter what you say. And the actress portraying Lambert was like, no, we got to get him in. So there's real emotion there. So when the slap actually happens while Kane is in there and she's rushing and she slaps Sigourney Weaver across the face, that was a real thing. Because that was Ridley Scott being like, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Keep doing it. He literally kept Sigourney Weaver separate and gave her everything she ever wanted because in that bred tension, because technically Sigourney Weaver's character, Ridley, was added into the team later on. That's why when you watch them, there's a hint of like animosity between them. Yeah. Like her and the rest of the crew was because she was pretty much given everything right. while the other crew was pretty much... Yeah, we'll get fuck off. Here's here's some crust of bread and some water. You're good. While Scorner Weaver's eating a chewed on watermelon rind. Enjoy a filet mignon, <laughs> a filet magnon, filet magnon. <laughs> Drinking that champagne. Yeah. So enough about me. And what about Doug you guys? Doug Fograss. Oh, I love that Doug Fograss. <laughs> Doug Fograss. Duck Fograss. Duck Fograss. That's huh? when they take one of them ducks and they uh they all suffocate it with food until it dies. And then you eat its livers. <laughs> oh, that's a horror show. 
So enough about me now. What about you? One of you Kevin's. So I, like I said, I got into the horror movie thing, like at a different time than you guys did. You guys grew up with like, yeah, I started watching when I was stuff. six. You know, I, we didn't, there was, there was scream, was there? There the was faculty. scream. Exactly. It was dog shit. Yeah. Some other poor um, representations of horror movies. Probably my favorite. And it's not even a, it's not even just a single movie. It's a series of movies that I got into were like the Rob Zombie movies with like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Those are, I don't know if people consider them horror movies or whatever, but yeah, they're yeah. psychological horror, right? And they're suspense horror. I I think for me that those are like my go-to horror movies, and I actually just added one to that uh, last week when we were su- supposed to be editing, and we put a movie in. We're like, yeah, we can watch this and edit, and they're just like, oh shit, fuck it, and just bloop, close the computer and. That yeah, 31 was fucking amazing. Um, but for the Devil's Rejects, I think the reason, like, Devil's Rejects House of a Thousand Corpses is because, for me, I think the reason I like it so much is Rob Zombie took, uh, he took inspiration from real life serial killers and shit like this. And he just, also brought back the old school 70s style filmmaking exactly. where everything looks a little grainy, it looks weathered, it looks beat up. But it also looks lived in. Right. And it's it's not CGI. It's all practical effects like the blood and all that shit. I love is practical, practical effects. And I love that because yeah. you can tell that it's like there's uh, there's certain scenes like um, the uh, in Devil's Rejects in the hotel when uh, that guy walks back in and they just shoot him in the head and just shit hits the fucking wall behind him. You can tell that the the other actors in there are unsettled because they're just like, what? Uh, that I, uh, but that scene was one of the like after you listen to the backstory but that scene right there was one that that really stuck with me because they had everybody in this tiny little hotel room for like eight hours and one of the other actors in there is a dead body but he doesn't move and when they got done shooting it everybody just kind of was like fuck this and they went to their own little like trailers and stuff and they had to just kind of take some time because it was so unsettling to be in such a small area with someone pretending to be dead, not moving. And it, it freaked people. It freaked them out. And, and you know, so for the devil's rejects, what I actually find funny and I have to laugh about it is, uh, Oh God, what is his name? The Chris guy. Uh, hold on. Give me Chris Hardwick. Yeah. That was so, uh house of a thousand corpses. Oh yeah. Well yeah. house of a thousand corpses with Chris Hardwick. I have to laugh because his hair was a wig the whole time. <laughs> and then halfway through the shooting, his hair looks normal because they couldn't get the right wig in until they like, halfway through it. Oh no shit. But he, then, you know, house of a thousand corpses, he fucking turns Dwight from the office into fish boy. But, I didn't know who that was at first oh, yeah. when I saw the fish boy was, thing. Uh, I was like, Wilson. yeah, I had to look, look back on it. I was like, who the hell? Oh my goodness. <laughs> the only, the, I guess the only part of that whole movie I didn't really like was the whole doctor, um, doctor death or whatever. Doctor, his yeah. Whatever. His yeah. Name. Uh, I, I just didn't like that because it was, un, it was a, it was but unnecessary. It was unnecessary, but I, I realize I understand what, what he was going for. It was run, okay. Run, run. It was run, um, rabbit, run. Yeah, it was. It was basically Ooh. just him saying, "Okay, undeveloped character. We're gonna have a, a a scary guy that nobody really knows about, but I'm not going to, you know, put anything to it because it's gonna make you think. Because I think what it was supposed to be is it was supposed to be like an urban legend that it turns out is actually true. 
you know? Yeah, I believe that. That was probably the reason that, why. That's well, how I take it, at least. Well, I don't because know. that I, was uh, Sig Haig's character, oh, Captain Spaulding. He actually had the uh, the the carnival ride of the ride of the world's greatest, you know, serial killers. There's Albert yep. Fish, there's Ed Gein, there's John Jeffrey Dahmer, and then he's like our very own uh, Doctor Satan. Yeah, and he goes through this whole big diatribe about him, and I think that's what it was. Is like, oh, they're like, yeah, get out of here, this guy is dumb. And then when they finally see him, it's like, oh, okay, there is supposed to be that realization of holy shit, this dude is real, but it comes off of. Wow, that dude's makeup is kind of interesting. <laughs> Fuck your mama. <laughs> Fuck your sister. And Fuck your grandma. Most, most, most importantly, Fuck, Fuck you. you. Poof. Poof. <laughs> uh, goddamn motherfucker got blood on my best clown suit. Then you got old Grandpa Hugo. Oh, God. Oh, man, I actually hated that character. I hate <laughs> Fuck you. The, the, I think one of the, the most unsettling scenes in House of a Thousand Corpses is when he has... Uh, I can't even think of the guy's name. All I can think of is fucking Venus from Sons of Anarchy that plays the sheriff where he's got him down on his knees and he's just got the fucking gun to his forehead and it just pans out and it just keeps going as the music's going and the music stops and you sit there for like another five seconds. Walton Goggins? And, yes. And like you just sit there for like another couple of seconds and then he shoots him and you're just like, Jesus Christ, could you have dragged that out any longer and made it any more uncomfortable to watch? Well, that uh, in the that 70s, the that's what it. they used to do. Yeah, it, was it was like... Have that long suspense drawn out like scene like with Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. You have like these long drawn out scenes and it's building tension, building tension. You're like, okay, maybe someone's gonna change because we as humans like want the happy ending. So you're thinking, okay, the sheriff's gonna come and save him or something's gonna come and save him. Like this is not gonna happen. This is not gonna end like this. And then all of a sudden it happens, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh. whoa, <laughs> oh, oh shit, that oh, happened. God. Oh god, I don't I don't know if I can deal with this right now. But another thing that I really like is when you go from The Devil's Reject and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jesus. When you go from House of a Thousand Corpses to The Devil's Rejects, just how how much the characters that are in the first one change to the second one? Billy Mosley's character is still crazy yeah, though. Cuz you have Otis that goes from just like crazy crazy motherfucker to doing stuff with guns that you shouldn't do. Stone cold, dirty, dirty bastard like so the, like the fact that he quotes fucking um, Tex Watson, who is one of the guys that was in the Manson family with uh, I am the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. And then he beats that guy's fucking brains in with a stick. Yeah. Like that is creepy. Yeah. And also like, I guess also too the way that movie works in the end, like you uh, during through the whole point of the movie, you're like, I hate these people. Like right. I hate what they've done. I don't like what they're doing. And then at the end, when they're speeding into the high speed, you know, into the police barricade, and they're getting shot and all this other stuff, and what is it? You have Freebird playing. Oh, you'll never you, hear that song again the same way after yeah, that movie. Yeah, you kind of feel sad, and it's like that take on a horror movie is very interesting, and it's a totally different thing setup compared to like what I was going with, where it's all building up suspense, and then when it does happen, you're like, oh. But you know what though? That transformation happens before then, I think, because it. Because it, it actually, Sorry, I think it actually happens like at that point with uh, with the ice cream. We're not stopping getting goddamn ice Tootie cream. Tootie fucking fruity. <laughs> and then you know fruity. they then stop you... and get fucking ice cream, and she's like, "Come on, don't be such a don't be such a grump." And he's like, "Nah, fuck you." And he's driving, and she like boops him in the nose with the ice cream, and he kind of smiles, and you're just like, "Okay, these are people still." Yeah. yeah. And then they have the whole thing at the at the uh, the whorehouse. 
where they're just all like with Ken Foray. Yeah, they're all like fucked up and drunk, and he called me a chicken fucking boss. And then you know DDP and Danny oh, Trejo come in and kill everybody, and you're just like, oh shit. And DDP looks more like oh, he's so dirtbaggy. gross in that. Yeah, he looks more gross and dirtbaggy than ever before. And I've seen him in his early renditions of oh, Diamond Dallas man. Page, where he's got all the bling and the the eighty. Looks like he brushes his teeth with fucking Copenhagen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like that's another thing that I love about like the horror movie franchise is like when you watch comedies they're typically funny they're right. you watch romance comedies they're typically this. they all have they all have the same kind of build up yeah and the them. same they're going for the same kind of emotion where with something like this my movie compared to yours both are different mm-hmm. but yours make can make somebody completely unsettled right. and very gross and like oh my god I'm gonna throw up for a second <laughs> where mine like make you want to have a heart attack yeah and it's shows the evolution and also how things have changed. And then, yeah. and then, um, oh yeah. Spoiler alert. There's another devil's rejects movie coming out, which really? is going to be fucking sweet. I think everybody's dead though. Except no, for tiny. No, they're not because I think the whole thing that's going to happen is it's actually going to turn more into like the Manson family with like the crazy, like criminal trial and all that stuff. Well, and that was fascinating to me was that he actually lifted sound bites from the actual police reports from mm-hmm. the Manson family and all his other and like Dahmer and everything else. Yeah. Trademark that. But then uh you want to keep going with Rob Zombie or do we want to move to something else cuz I you want to talk about 31 Mr. A H. Little bit? Mr. H actually ha- I think probably has one. Do you have something that you want to talk about, sir? I don't care. I mean, we can Come on, get man. Line, you know. Yeah, I go mean, ahead. Hit it. Because I, mean, I I think this is where you and I are going to have a have a little conversation about some stuff. Well, I mean, I grew up in the age of you know, like basically Texas slasher. Chainsaw, yeah, slasher, just Texas Chainsaw. Uh, Friday the Fourteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. I got him to say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, with, you with know. the original Texas Chainsaw, can can I just jump in real quick? That is one of these. That that one still scares the bejesus out of me. Where the guy's standing there in the in the living room, is like, "Hello, where where's everybody?" And that door slides open behind him, and he just gets brained with that hammer. It's like. Holy crap! It's one of the best, like, half-ass jump scares of all time. It's just, like, door slides, blap! And he goes down, and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, god damn. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I mean, yeah, like I said, so, you know, Texas Chainsaw, you got Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Poltergeist, uh, it just goes on and on. I mean... The howling for crying out loud. That that just I hated that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, damn, dude. I liked it. I thought it was. I was. I don't know. I mean, the first one I ever saw was well, I saw uh, was it uh, Halloween two? Okay, so the one that wait uh, the first one. Oh, I saw the I saw the second Halloween. Oh, I first, think you said the yeah. howling. No. Oh oh I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I actually saw the. I thought I heard howling too. Uh, it's got to be those snows whistles. I, I hate the I hate the howling. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I I mean I saw Halloween two. That was my very first one. I got introduced to that, and I was like, "Damn, Michael Myers is one sadistic mofo. He is a badass." When you go into someone's house through a door, and someone thinks you're on the other side, and you walk completely around inside the house and then boom you kill him yeah then you kill that kid from third rock from the sun with an ice skate 
Well, that's an hell of a That H2O. was fucking brutal. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you're jumping the gun on that one there, Chief. I, I, I never knew until I actually was in college where the whole theme for yeah. for um for uh, Michael Myers came from. Do you know that? The, Did you know the, where it came the from? The music? No. Oh, okay, because I, I know about no. the music. No, the whole, like, first person point of view for a serial killer, for a, for a slasher. No. No one else. I mean, there hadn't been... there. That was only, like, probably the second time that had ever been done. Well, Michael the, Myers was the prerequisite of slasher. Like, he pretty much set everything off. No. Actually, there was another one. Before him? Yes. I always knew it was, but like, he was the OG, the, the beginner of the slasher. There was one... Series. Uh, I think it was... I think it was British. It was called uh, um, The Peephole or something like that. Hmm. Where it was set first person. So anytime you saw the, the slasher would do anything, it always had to go through from his point of view to do whatever. So it was always his point of view. Like Alfred Hitchcock with... Uh, the Psycho. Psycho. Oh, always God. his point of view from when he killed. It was his point of view because it was... You have to take a step back to so you you got the the um, the feel of what was going on. I mean, it helps build tension when you really think about it exactly. because you, when you see it, you can imagine what it's like coming at you, but being on the reverse end of the knife and actually seeing through the eyes of the killer. It will like make you like no no, and then also I don't want to do this. <laughs> and it also, it's like why would you want to see the face of a killer when they're stone cold, straight face? If right. they're wearing a mask or they have no emotions, where if you see the face of the actual victim, it just taps into every like core sense of who you are. Of like, oh my god, what is going on? And there's certain people like the lady in Psycho gives such a bang out performance oh that when you're watching it, you're like. Oh my god! I just saw somebody die. Scream Queen. Now, do, do you... Psycho was. Oh, I'm actually like my Scream Queen will always be Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm sorry, bro. Now, do, do you know where the music, the theme from Halloween, like the music came He's from? Just Sandman. No, no, no. Like the actual music itself. No, that was actually uh, John Carpenter was. Uh, he was putting oh, his son to bed one night. Yes. He was playing around with his little a like, xylophone. Play school xylophone. I, I had one of those when I was a kid. It has like six different colors on it. He's like. Dee, dee, dee. Like yep. dicking around with it, just like the fact that 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 music came from a child's in, like toy instrument is terrifying. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> how many how many how many like children did that movie leave like having a hard time sleeping? Mental forever? scars on them. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, I think it was like that. That definitely would, but I, I don't know for some reason for me, I did I didn't really like. I don't know. I guess I didn't. I mean, the only time I ever got. A nightmare from any horror movie, I would say, was Nightmare on Elm Street. I think did that was just with Freddy Cougar. Yeah, I think it was just. I don't know. I think it was just because of uh, of his claw, his one. You know. Oh yeah, his his uh, the glove, the blade hand. Yeah, I think it was that. That was it. But beyond that, like, I mean, as soon as I got you know like a little older, I just kind of was like, he's not really all that. No, I, then I was then I was looking. I kept looking for. I don't know about you guys, but I kept looking for, you know, a horror movie that I was like, oh, compare. Okay, well, let's see. Okay, does this have a jump scare? Does this have this? Does this have that to it? No, well, it's you know, okay. I don't really like that Texas Chainsaw. He's a big dumb dummy, you know. Hey, hey, 
Yeah. I mean, mm, it's true. <laughs> and they're not very big either. Some of them are smaller than me. But can can we just say something with like the Hollow- the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Jessica Beale, oh my god, Jessica fucking Beale. I will say they did oh. a really good job with the remake. Yeah, it was okay, but she was awesome. No, I would say they oh. did a really good job. Like, Not if you're Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen thinks that they did a terrible job and they ruined it because the guy who was playing as uh, Leatherface didn't know what he was doing. He was the original Leatherface, right? Gunnar Hansen, yeah. Because yeah. he then, was I think the big got, boy. I think they got Kane Hodder for the second for the nope. remake, didn't they? No, nope. they got uh, the gentleman that if you ever watched the movie uh, Street Fighter, yeah, he is the guy that plays Zongief. Oh no shit. He has a big long name and I'm not gonna lie. No shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, Kane uh, Hodder was uh um Michael Myers. No. No. Kane actually, Hodder was actually Jason Voorhees and yes. he oh, yeah, only yeah. did a handful of them. He came in I'm thinking like three maybe. But the the original Halloween, they actually used three different actors for Michael Myers because they had uh they had like Michael Myers like that Dick Warlock. Like when he was like walking. Which is the greatest there name was, ever. There was one guy. And then when there was, uh, when he was actually killing somebody, there was a different guy because these low angles and he was much bigger. Made him look even fucking scarier. And then I don't remember what the third guy was for, but they used three actors for that role. Hmm. All like, not like they were like, well, this guy sucks. We have to get a new one. Or It was all three actors throughout the movie. So Leatherface in the, uh, the remake and subsequent was Andrew Barinsky, Baranski. And there was some bad blood between the two of them. And then when Gunnar Hansen passed away, he made some offhanded comments. And it was a bad situation mm. all around. Also, Kane Hodder was one of the sheriffs in the opening scene of uh, House of, of uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, he's a he's big, the big dude. He's a big horror fan. Him, uh, Gunnar Hansen, and this other gentleman that did props were actually the Hollywood Ghost Hunters that did an episode with the Ghost Hunter guys. Bro, dude, was that dude, Baggins. bro, bro, dude? And but, uh, oh, another fun fact: he was uh, he did actually two roles in uh, 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 Devil's Rejects because he was one of the sheriffs, and he was uh, well, he, it was him and uh, uh, Sherry Zombie's brother was one of them as well. But Kane Hodder was also the guy driving the eighteen wheeler that ran that chick over when she came running out of the the hotel with her boyfriend's face on. Yeah, oh. yep. they got splattered. Yep. Which, by the way. They had a lot of people during that that were like they got sick because of again practical effects and it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, it's, it's like uh, um, I didn't know this until I actually was watching some of the background stuff you talked about. You know, people in it. Uh, Halloween H two O. The Jamie Lee Curtis's um, secretary mm-hmm. was actually her mother. Really. Yes. No shit. And she was in Psycho. She was the original Scream Scream Queen. Scream Queen. queen. Scream Queen. <laughs> scream Queen. Oh, folks, that beer is hitting him kind of hard. Another fun fact with Halloween: uh, the little girl in I don't was it three? Yeah, that plays the little. Uh, it was in a, the clown. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, the little girl. She was the main character in the Rob Zombie remake. She was not the main character. She was a secondary. Oh no, that's character. right. That's right. She's the one that got killed. Her dad was the sheriff. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Dorf. And uh, side note, I'm going to start an argument here with a controversial opinion. I like the Rob Zombie one better than the originals. <sighs> Just saying. I liked them all for their own thing. You the know, only thing I didn't like was the uh, the remakes. Scream Girl. I don't want to remember her name. Just for the simple fact that Malcolm McDowell is excellent in everything that he does. And I loved him as the doctor. Yeah. Um, 
the kid that played Michael Myers as a little kid was so goddamn creepy. Like he was such a creep. And okay, he was I, perfect I, for it. I like it. I like the remakes just based on the fact that they gave a different perspective. Right. On it, they gave. Okay. You see it from the victim's point of view rather than always running, crying, or whatever. You see a survivor's yeah, point of you, view. Yeah, but you also see it from the point of view of okay, mom, mm-hmm. how mom dealt with having her son that's a killer in right. in jail. The boy in jail. What made him, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna get the hell out, right? You know, and reverse. But what I thought hey, was only. Where we where are we going to next here? So I actually, how about this? One movie horror movie that actually scarred you to the point of that it can still affect you today. Pet Cemetery. Really? Yep. What part? Uh, with the sister in her uh, the mother's sister mm-hmm. when she was like, because the first time I watched, I saw any part of that movie, I was like eight years old. And watching that, like, creepy, like, fucking Skeletor-looking bitch, like, <laughs> breathing, <laughs> and then just dying, it freaked me the fuck out, dude. What got me every Zelda, time? I think. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> got me every time was when the, uh, the, uh, gotta breathe in this one. Oh, when the Achilles gets cut. Yowza. Yep. It's like, oh. you. I've seen it in Hostel, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, no big deal. Like, it, that's gore porn, I can handle it. Right. And then you see it in, like, other movies. But every time, it's that little... Because I think that was the first time that was done. The first time. And then also, that was the first time I've ever thought about anybody ever going to the back of the ankle oh, to put somebody down. Because when you're a kid, you're like, what does this thing do? I have no idea. You poke at it. You play with it. Like, we're talking about the Achilles 10, folks. Not the other thing. Get your mind out of the gutters. You, you know who that kid was, too, right? No, I never wanted to know. Oh, dude. The boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina from kindergarten cop. Same little boy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And he, Maybe it's a tumor. It's not the tumor. <laughs> There's some horror acting right there. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta be the, oh, the, the bearer of bad news for this one, folks. Boys Can I at least girl. get mine through first? Oh, sure, go ahead. Because if we already know, I don't get scared. <laughs> You've gone over this. You are a void. For me and everybody who knows me personally will know that I have a weird issue with these things. House of Wax from 1953 <laughs> with Vincent Price, Charles Bronson. And this movie, when I watched it when I was a kid, it was one of those random, like, on and, like, Turner Classic Movies or something like that, or AMC. And I remember watching it, and I was like, in Technicolor, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'm watching this movie, and it was just the idea of, I don't know, should I give a little spoiler? Yeah, fuck it. Okay. So, the whole point of it is that this wax sculptor in the early 1900s... He specializes in making historical figures, you know, sculpting. This is Vincent Price's character. I'm like, I love Vincent Price. I think he's an amazing actor. <laughs> he's so, like, amazing creepy. voice. And, I lo- and he has just a air about him that he is, he knows he's better than you. You know he's better than you. But at the same time, he's just got an amazing, like, sense of presence on screen. Can I cut you off real quick? Sure. My favorite thing Vincent Price ever did was Scooby-Doo. Okay, good. I was like, <laughs> if you said Thriller, slap you. You know Thriller's good. No, dude, he was fucking excellent in Scooby-Doo. But, like, a quick little brief synopsis is that, um, so, Vincent Price's character is really good at making these uh, wax figures and these, all this stuff. And his business partner's like, you know what? I want to do more crazier exhibits 
And Vincent Price's character is like, no, I don't want to do this. There's a, you know, an issue, like the buyout and this, that, and everything. Well, uh, his business partner decides to light the uh, the wax museum on fire to kill everything, destroy everything. Well, the man, uh, Vincent Price's character, makes it out with severely burned hands and decides he's like, you know what? I'm going to open up my own museum. I'm going to redo this again. And one of his sculptors is Charles Bronson. So it seems like, you know, okay, whatever. It's not that bad of a movie. Was he was he taking a break from killing the people that hurt his family? Dude. <laughs> <I> <laughs> love... Fucking Death Wish. We could have a discussion Woo! on Death Wish. <laughs> Actually, I heard the new one was good, too, with Bruce Willis. Never anyway. saw it. Anyway. But, yeah, so it's like I was thinking, I'm like, oh, this is not a bad movie. Okay, he's going to come back. I was like, I thought this is going to be a good movie of where he's going to come back and, you know, he's going to make money and he's going to destroy his partner we'll come to find out what he though the premise of the movie is is that they're taking uh dead bodies and sculpting you know on them and all this other stuff so the idea of knowing that when you go into a wax museum that these figures you think are made out of wax or plaster or ma- regular non-human material they're dead bodies they're dead bodies <laughs> the human bodies and it freaked me the fuck out so much that actually when i was younger about 14, 13, 14, in a couple towns over, there's the, uh, in Lake George, is that horror house? Is it the one connected to the mini golf course? No, this oh, okay. one is uh, by itself. They usually have the giant Frankenstein. And when you walk in, there's mannequins in there. Oh, I know, right, right. Okay, I know what I you're talking like, about. I think it's like Frankensteins or something like that. Well, I remember being like 13, 14, walking into this place buy my ticket because I'm like I know horror I'm great at horror I've seen every <laughs> horror movie that I can yeah, find yeah. and I remember walking in seeing the very first exhibit because each room is separated but they have animatronics and this that and everything and the first body I saw was getting dismembered literally lost my shit ran out the entrance Whoop. and then I ran all the way to the campground I left my parents in the dust that were waiting at the exit <laughs> I came out the entrance and they're like uh uh and I'm like, fuck this. And I ran. I remember when we were camping in Lake George, I had nightmares every time, every night we were there for like three nights. And I, like for the longest time, anytime I'd walk past and you can ask the K's, you can ask my wife, you can ask anybody that's ever been to a store. I'm evil, mean, mugging, death staring every mannequin because for some reason I feel like they're going to come alive. They're going to come at me. I, I can attest to this because a few years ago, uh, it was, oh God, it was probably eight, six, seven years ago by now. Uh, I went down to Pittsburgh to go to her gunsmithing school, and I was like, hey, Seth, you want to go with me for a weekend? Yeah, sure, why not? So we're farting around, and we went to the Heinz Museum, which, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get some ketchup. Yeah, we're going to get ketchup-related <laughs> ketchup items and look at all And they don't sell the... motherfucking ketchup in the museum. They sell every other condiment, but not ketchup. Heinz, get your shit together. Back yeah, to my bro. story. Um, <laughs> so we are walking through the museum, and uh, this is when I figured out that Seth was afraid of... Well, not afraid, but creeped out by... Uh, no, by, I was afraid. By wax figures. Uh, I was afraid. Because they have, like, all these, like, Pittsburgh legends, and, you know, they've got, like, George Romero's, like, director's chair, which is fucking incredible. I got pictures of it. It's so cool. And then we walk by a wax figure of Mr. Rogers, who, by the way, is probably the best human being that's ever lived. Nope. Nope. I will go on record, and my wife doesn't understand it. I legitimately hate that man. I don't get it, man. He freaks me out. I don't like anybody that's overly nice. I don't like his sweater. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like anything about that show. Okay? That's another thing that if you want to talk about horror movies, horror shows, that was a horror show to me. <laughs> but we walked Tales past- from the Crypt, amazing. 
Mr. Rogers, nightmares. Every time. <laughs> so we walk past this wax figure of Fred Rogers, and he goes, dude, we got to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we've got plenty of time before the, you know, the fucking ancient security guards catch up with us because we're not supposed to be in here because the museum's closed. Yeah, and I walked, I and, told them to walk in. Yeah, the, these security guards are like 75, 80 years old. They're trying to catch up with us, and... uh He's like, no, we got to go. This guy's fucking creepy. I don't like, I don't like him. I don't like wax figures. And I'm like, are oh, you, dude, are you serious? I, I started sweating. Like I was sweating bullets because I saw this thing and it was so lifelike. I was like, two things I don't like when I was younger: wax figures and Mister Rogers. And now they have come together, and I felt like I was like, yep, either we get out of here now. Or I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Like, I will legitimately That would like be this. the only thing that survived would just be Fred Rogers standing there just like, howdy, neighbor. Oh, my God. It's just the, the thought of it. So, fast forward. like Also, I f- where I got my love of Converse. Because, you know, anyway. <laughs> Whatever. But with that being said, so watching that movie when I got older and be like, I have to fight my way through it. I finally watched it. I was like, okay, I need... I'm like 28 years old and I need to accomplish my fears. <laughs> so I finally watched it. I actually own the movie. I own it in Technicolor. I own it in black and white. And do, do you have the remake? With Paris Hilton? Yeah. That, no. No. That was a That is not a yes. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Part of that set lit on fire. Actually, oh. it almost burned down and people almost got killed. Anyway, beside the point. So I think it was two or three years ago. I decided, you know what? Now, mind you, I'm how old now? Like 30 at this time? Like 29, 30? Fuck, I'm old. But uh, <laughs> I decided, I, you know what? I have a day off. I have nothing going on. I'm going to go to Lake George, and I'm going to just wander around. So I go to Lake George. I go to the usual hangout spots. I go here, go there, take a look at the little kitschy things and the random stuff. Then I come upon this wax museum place again, and I'm like, you know what? I take a picture of it, I send it to my wife, and I'm like, should I? She's like, no. I'm like, I, I gotta, because this place has haunted and tormented me in my psyche since I was like 13, 14, over 20 years. All right, time to do this. And she knows, like, she knows that I will literally walk the long way around a store to get away from mannequins. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Especially when she worked in a department store. Oh, yeah. I remember that because we're like, dude, where the fuck are you going? I got to go this way. Yeah, I got to walk around the other way. So I literally <laughs> walk through. I decide. I'm like, all right, I'm going in. I'm the only one there. Literally, the girl's sitting there playing on her phone. And she's like, just one. I'm like, yeah, I have all my friends with me. I have my backup. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So I walk in and I'm like taking deep breaths. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, what does it look like? What does it look like? Like when I walked in here, there's blood on the walls. There's bodies being dismembered. There was death and blood and gore everywhere the carpet smells like an old high school room the walls are old crappy wood paneling that smell like dirt why are you smelling so much stuff no that's what the smells that just come in like it literally came in and then i look at the room that literally scared the shit i mean now mind you this was like real life i thought i saw real people die Oh boy, this is embarrassing. Um, it was pretty much just a look like a mask on a wooden body with the herky jerky style like robots, like dunk 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 dunk. So I'm like, oh god, all right, I got this. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And I keep going, keep going. And I'm like, 
getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm I'm stronger. I'm like almost through the first floor. <laughs> there's three more f- floors, I assume, because I don't know. And I'm going through. And then all of a sudden, there's a part where one of the uh, animatronic mannequin things come rushing the cage that it's in. And I swear to God, luckily I was the only one there. I shrieked and I lined up like I was going to punch the damn thing. And so I finally make it all the way through and I leave and I'm like, my wife's like, so how'd it go? And it was like, bad. I'm like, I need a cigarette. I need a beer and I need to raid a fridge. Cause I feel like I just got fucked. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. And it's like an hour and a half, two hours of a drive back to my house. And I'm like, she's like, was that bad? I'm like, I'm going home, getting drunk and I don't want to talk anymore. So it's like, I accomplished this, this broke this dream or this fear or whatever. But deep down inside, I'm like, I fucking hate that movie house of wax. It. Yeah, but it was like, and I'm a, like I said, I would love to like Jason Voorhees doesn't scare me. Freddy, when I was a kid, I wanted to have a nightmare so I could actually go up against him because let's see, <laughs> my ADD dumb brain could knock his ass out. So it's like for me, House of Wax is the quintessential movie of that terrify me. And I know since this is coming out, people who listen to the show that are friends, I'm gonna have fucking mannequins be like, oh yeah, Resident Evil Biohazard way of like when you're turning the corner, there's a fucking mannequin. Oh, like again that part in that game when you're walking through a hallway and you knock over mannequins because that's what I do I knock them over and all of a sudden I turn around and they're literally standing in front of me I ah! not even the jump scare not anything else I was like nope quit I literally took everything off Dunzo. put it away and I gave the game back I think to you and yes, I was like sir. I'm done <sighs> alright Void let's yeah, hear about we... how you're not scared of anything nah I find that I think you're playing it up man I think you're he... trying to act like you're you're not afraid of anything? The Conjuring. No, that was you, motherfucker. Yeah, we both got freaked no, out of that, though. No, 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 no. Because I've seen you, you, I've seen you get jumpy. I've seen you get jumpy. You told me no, the no, first time no, when you watched it, you're like, dude, it was fucking scary. No, I, I said I said it was it was really fucking good. A couple jump scares, but it was really good. Okay. No, no. Here's no, an no, embarrassing let, story since no, Seth no. had one. No, let, let, let me tell it from my side. So we're living in Virgen's at the time. My wife was working late, and... I had just discovered this amazing thing called Netflix. What and, is uh, this Netflix? And The Conjuring happened to be on there. And he's like, dude, that's a good movie. We should watch it. It's, it's, it's good. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're watching it. And I don't, I don't scare real easily. And, he doesn't. Uh, I, can, I can attest to that. As we're going, you know, it's like it's getting really intense. And I'm like, this movie's fucking good. And then like towards the end, there's like probably 25, 30 minutes left in it. I'm sitting on the couch and I look over and Kevin's sitting <laughs> on the other end of it. He's asleep. And I just go. <laughs> I fucking just like <laughs> Ric Flair just chopped him. <laughs> Wake up, scream, motherfucker! I'm not watching this move? by myself. Yeah, no, I'm like, I, I'm like, what the hell did you do that for? He goes, I'm not watching this fucking movie no, by myself. Yeah, I'm dude. like, he's like, how the hell did you just fall asleep through it? I'm like, I don't know, man. I had a long day at work, but I'm, I am not afraid to admit I bitch slapped him in the chest. And was like, Wake up, bitch! I'm not watching this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I was like, oh, what the hell? So since nothing scares you, I want to bring up another topic. Well, what? Oh, no, you, no, go ahead. You go got ahead. something? Go, go ahead. Oh, Say what you got. No, no, no. Seriously. Go. Okay. So, I remember seeing this one movie when I was a kid. Um, I, I, you both probably have never ever seen it. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you. Well, no, nah, just no, say it. You, but Sass, but probably you. Say it. It's called Psychomania. Never even heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a British movie from let's like, like 75. Um, God, you're old. 
<laughs> he was 13 when that movie came out. Fuck <laughs> off. I was not even born. Uh, uh, I've been drinking this Foster's nonstop, and it's only halfway gone. Dude, I put a fucking beating on this thing quick. I forgot how well, easily that so anyway, alcohol water goes down. I, this was like one of those movies where it kind of got me into that like era of that's kind of it's 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 a horror movie but it's strange and fucked up. it's a little little like that's fucked up type of thing kind of rob zombie-esque with a with an ending that's kind of like what the hell to it because you have um what happens is there's a biker gang okay and right. they have this pact where they 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 want to basically become immortal. Well, I'm liking this. So, one of the guy, bikers' mothers one. is uh, does like has Highlanders a butler. <laughs> he has a butler or something that's uh, that knows some kind of like voodoo esque type stuff. Right. Okay. They make the pact. Does whatever. Well. Okay. Boom. All right. Now you got it's one upmanship for. How you can kill yourself. Excellent. One guy, he's on a bridge. And he just stops. Motorcycle, gets off, looks down, goes... And everybody's like, don't do it, don't do it. He goes, don't do it, Johnny. He's like, see ya. (laughs) Boom. Right off of it. Like Lost Boys style? Yeah. Another guy. Fuck. Yes. (laughs) Another guy, he walks walks up to a cliff. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's totally... He's... Well, pretty much butt naked, but just has skivvies on. Walks over. He's chained. He's got himself chained. Looks over the edge. Jumps. Boom. It goes right in the water. Deuces. <laughs> One guy. <laughs> another guy, he kills himself. The first guy kills himself. They bury him with these. So he's on his bike. Next thing you know, you see the... um, oh, What is it called? Uh, guy that walks the graves graveyard. Um, a grave digger? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Uh, sure. Hold on. Uh, uh, Pause for a second. Let's, yep. We're, uh, I'm re- it's in my fucking head. Uh, not an attendant, but like a uh, groundskeeper. Sure. Sure. There we go. All right. So yeah, we'll go back to that. Yep. Groundskeeper. Yeah, so the groundskeeper. Yep. He's, he's walking through and all of a sudden he, he's hearing this. You know, trying to uh, like sound like a, a motorcycle trying to start. He gets closer and all of a sudden, gets going. Next thing you know, he's like, What the fuck? Comes flying out of the grave, uh, out of the like Ghost the Rider style. Okay. Yeah, out of the ground. And you see him get run over by the guy. I'm Ooh. like, Holy shit. That's sweet. And well, anyway, long and short, they get to this point. Well, Deal with the devil basically is, uh, well, you know, it's, it's it's kind of run its course. The mother is kind of like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make another deal, and I'm going to, yeah, because the first deal worked out real well. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, she turns herself into a frog. <laughs> the fuck Wait, she does. I feel what? like I feel like the yeah. theme of our show is that we always talk about something frog related every oh, time. Oh god, we got <laughs> we got frogs for days. Yeah. Well, they're all on their bikes, and this is basically how Stonehenge is made. Because they all turn into stone. <laughs> the fuck? Psychomania. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was on Dude, board up until that point. Weird, it was, man. It, it, like I said, Rob Zombie esque weird. That's why I thought like no, that sounds thousand... more like Tim Burton. True, but I that's why I was digging like 
any Rob Zombie shit. House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, you know. Hell, even uh, Salem. Um, Lords of Salem, Lords of which Salem. was like a fucking just a heroin dream, essentially. That was pretty fucking cool, though. I think I'm having a lot of fun with this shit. Because for once, I can actually let loose my nerddom. I, I hate being that. Like, I hate just... I don't know. It's just getting getting past Freddy Krueger. You know, like, oh, no, no worries, walk, dude. I, mean, I, I just watched Freddy Krueger one more time, and then I was like, oh, well, he's not that fucking scary. Well, what, why would I have Well, the difference is when you, like, watch as an adult compared to when you were a kid. But there's, a, I guess, for me, there was a reason why when I was a kid. I loved that. So... Like the premise of that, the backstory of how that James Cameron wrote that movie because it was based off of a kid in the Philippines dying in his dreams. It was all it was sleep. that was, and then Freddy Krueger was actually based off of a pedophile case somewhere in like Illinois or Minnesota or some shit where they chased this motherfucker into his basement and they burned him alive in his uh, in his furnace room. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I just thought the backstory of him was cool. The only downside for me, I'm just putting this on because yeah, no worries. Um, is that I mean, we're still running, so Robert England was just. He was good, but then it got goofy, and yeah. then I felt like uh, New Nightmare was okay. The next, I think that was the next chapter, the one where they're... Dream Masters. Yeah, and I was like, okay. But when it got to the the one where the actors are playing themselves... Yeah, that was fucking yeah. stupid. I didn't... I actually <laughs> thought it was good. Like, I thought uh. it, was, it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting concept to try to bring it back. The remake of it... Where the high school kids are older than me. <laughs> no, seriously, like, that's my biggest pet peeve with a lot of these high movies. High school kids taking Viagra because they dicks don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, in horror and let alone movies themselves, it's like you have these high school kids, you have these kids that are supposed to be of a certain age, and you hire people that are, like, easily in their 20s, the mid-20s, early 30s. There was an actually, I was listening to a horror podcast where they talk about the main character who's supposed to be in high school is actually in their 30s. Yeah. Matt Damon is not a ninth grader. No. And it's like, <laughs> that's what takes me out of it. Like, that's one of the things that it's like, okay, this is cool and all, but after a while, it's like, it just takes you out. And you're like, okay, I can't really believe this. Like with the Friday the 13th movies, where they, all of a sudden now they be, have this girl who has the psychic ability that has telekinesis and can do this. And you have Corey Feldman. Enough said. <laughs> but it, it's just, those are the type of things that take me out of the, the franchise mm-hmm. is when you see people that are like, yeah, they're good actors, but that's not what this franchise needs. It needs somebody young. It needs to go back to the darker, more like realistic feel of them. Right. Not the, dude, look at that. Huh, wrong party, bro. Yeah. Hey, do you, you want to smoke fu- this marijuana cigarette with me, bud? Yeah, and it's well, no, and that what I'm referencing is the the Freddy versus Jason when they have the big rave party. Oh yeah, yeah. And the two dudes, you have the little short fat guy and the big tall goofy guy, and they're smoking weed. They're like, huh? What are you doing here, you pig fucker? And they're like, really? I like it is. I understand what they're trying to go for, and I realize that this was supposed to bringing two different franchises together. Well, you, you made Jason Voorhees terrified of water. Yeah. Like, he can't cross water. You realize the dumb motherfucker comes from the water. He spends his time underwater. He was born of the water. Yeah, essentially. Like, the character of Jason Voorhees and who he is, he moves around in the water. That is his shtick. 
you have him as young Jason, and now he's like, oh my god, I'm terrified of water, which makes sense. But it's just the whole aspect of it was dumb to me. In all fairness, one of my probably my favorite Jason Voorhees kill of all time came from that movie where he had that girl in the sleeping bag and just fucking smashed her in the tree a bunch. Yeah, that was from one of the older ones. He did it in that one too. Though. Oh yeah, that yeah. was like the whole weird sequence. I loved that. It was and just it, like, oh shit, oh Jesus, it's a, a human burrito, and he's just tenderizing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that was from uh, what was it? Probably like two or two three. Or th- yeah, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, I think because it was like three that they did that. So it's just like stuff like that that just like, oh god. Yeah, I mean, I I think the it's like you start working really, really? well. And you start doing something right, and then all of a sudden it gets goofy, and then it gets goofier, and then it's like you not realize it's part of the meta of the like, the horror franchise, and then now you're becoming like kitschy. M- yeah, you know you're a like it's a gimmick. Like that was what the '90s horror movies were to me. Was Scream did it well. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were. They knew this was a horror movie in an essence. They knew the tropes and all this other stuff, yet they still had them. But they did it well. They made fun of them at like some points of time. We we're just like, oh, this, this is the part where she trips over her own feet. As <laughs> much as I hate it, and I don't like him as an actor, and it's just because of my own personal taste, Jamie Kennedy's character with horror movies is me. Like, I know the tropes. I can see them coming from a mile away. And I'm like, you've seen movies with me. I'm like, oh, that's what this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, this is the reason why this happens. And it's like, that movie fit well because there was somebody in there for everybody. And even like the little dumb tropes of everything worked out well. But the subsequent ones that were like the faculty. Sorry, Josh Harnett's character in that can't be super smart making his own drugs that's super smart <laughs> caffeine and when he has a bowl haircut that looks like he mom made it with a cereal bowl but you know the good thing is after that he actually decided to go into the military and serve his country and you know this is true but unfortunately his heli- he was but he was in Halloween age to helicopter shoot down but hey, hey, but he was in Halloween age to oh he wasn't bad and he still had the same bowl cut <laughs> still same bowl cut you know what though I as much bad. as you don't like him, I got to say he's fucking kick ass in Penny Dreadful. Who? Josh Hartnett. Yes. Dude. I, I didn't say I didn't like him. I just don't like that character. I'm oh, sorry. Dude. That character, yes. Zeke or whatever it, his name is, yes. can't be the smartest person alive at making this drug and this all this other stuff. But in the same breath, supposed to be this ultra stunner, bro. And then at the end of the movie, he's a football player. <laughs> exactly. It, it's like, 90s. Uh, it's like, um, the movie, the hostile movies. Oh, yeah. damn. They, or, or, or hostile, and then also uh, Saw. Okay. Yeah. Saw 1 was the amazing. The first one was I fucking was, fantastic. Saw 1 was great, but beyond mm-hmm. that, it was like, uh. And then well, you got Mark, gimmick, the, it was all gimmicks. Then yeah. you got fucking Marky Mark handcuffed to a toilet. Yeah, that wasn't Marky Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it was Donnie Wahlberg. That was Donnie. Sorry. Yeah, then you got then you got uh, Rest Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> he's and, not dead, but. <laughs> no, he's with Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, then you got Hostile. First one was good. First one was good. Now, that, I didn't. I didn't realize with the first one, they're like they're. T- I I was. I think we were both watch. We're yeah. watching a behind the scenes type thing yeah. or whatever about it. Because I was where watching with all got, my friends. Where they got all of their inspiration for that was from the Dark Ages, basically from. Uh, no, you're thinking of Saw with the different tortures and shit. Hostel was actually based on a an actual club that was broken up somewhere in like Eastern Europe. Oh, that's right, that's well, right. Western, yeah. Eastern Europe, yeah, where it was like an actual murder club where yeah. they would like pay, like they would buy tourists and just fucking kill them. No, you wouldn't buy tourists. You would drug them, kidnap them. No, but and then but you there would... was there was some of the people in it that would 
pay to like, oh yeah, go kidnap me a, a, a no, fucking. No, you're no, you're weirdo. exactly right. What I'm saying is they didn't buy like, hey, you're a tourist, let me buy you. Right. No, I'm no, just no, no, no. Picking yeah. on your wording. Yeah, yeah. But like, so for me, I love the first Hostel movie because it was like there was a build up. You're like, oh wow, this is really kind of a fascinating movie, and I'm I'm a fan of Eli Roth. I thought Cabin Fever was good. It was an interesting thing, even though Karate Kid was a little unsettling. Loved him in Inglorious Bastards too. Yeah. So it's. But when you get to the Hoss yeah. movie, it was really good. There was it was a whole it was of the era. It kind of was that gore porn that we were just talking about. But then the second one is like they tried to do too much. All right, let's oh let's up the gore, let's up this, yeah. and it's like you kind of you see everything coming along. Now with the Saw franchises, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I like them because I like what they did with their effects and how they did the traps. Mm-hmm. However, as a movie franchise, the first one was good. It was for what it had for a budget, for what they had for the effects. Knowing that one of the writers is the guy that is left there behind, Lay 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 Wan or whatever I can't remember his name. Um, I thought it was good for what it was, but then subsequent movies just was like, all right. Now they're just coming up with more craziness. And I'm, I like it because it's, all right, what can they push for the boundaries? But there are so many twists and turns that they're trying to keep Jigsaw alive through, you know, this person. Yeah. And then, no oh, way, this person was the Jigsaw killer. Oh, wait, this person was impersonating the Jigsaw killer. But he was actually part of the Jigsaw killer clan. I, th- yeah. I think after number three, they kind of jumped the shark. Like, the first three were, were pretty good. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, was, dude, the fucking hand traps with the razor blades. I mean, it was good the <laughs> fact that they, that they used stuff from... Uh, from the Inquisition, right. you know, but as the guy said, we only went so far because there's only so much that horror people could endure. Yeah, and so a lot much of shit normal, that- people don't realize that we're as a society, as a society, and as a people, we're more fucked up than any horror movie that we could ever come up with. Yeah, you ever want to find anything fun? There's a museum that has, uh, I think it's over in Germany, that has all like the different. Yes. Uh, like the different tortures that you use. So, for instance, I think one is if to cure homosexuality, they put you on a pyramid with weights and you're naked. Uh, one of them. I, I think it's the Mutter Museum is the one you're thinking. Yeah, maybe yeah. That, maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Um, and that's the Spanish donkey. The uh, Iron Maiden. <gasps> There's a chair that literally has spikes coming up from the bottom of it that they will put you on to help cure your mental instabilities like a lot of these were tortures and then also used as medical like i hate to say it but they were used as a medical device and they're like no we're just gonna modify a little bit the scariest torture of all time is rat torture <laughs> fuck that no, put a rat on somebody's stomach and put a bucket over it and heat it up and they chew their way out the other side no thank you or the one where they took took you your dead your your naked body and put you on a rope and then Two people on each side, a person on each side, and they would run you up and down the rope. Keep running you up and down. Eventually, guess what's going to happen? You're going to split apart. I would rather have that than a rat chew through me. But, um, uh, so. His back hair would stop him. Fuck yeah, dude. That shit's like Maybe. Brillo pad. Um, so. No, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I wanted to, like, jump topics here if you're cool. You guys okay with this? Same still well, in the horror? Gonna, yeah, gonna, yeah, absolutely. I was going to go to one that was kind of the same topic, you know, like, well, it could have been a a theme-esque okay. like, movie of, of something like that. So, like, what we were talking about, like, with, you know, 
of people come in and they kill people, Which, blah, yeah. blah, blah. The one we watched that we thought was excellent, recommend it for you, The Collector. F- I owned it. I was going there. I was going the there in a, in a minute. The Collector was... That was... The Collector I owned that because it came with the Halloween 2 uh, when I worked at FY. It was Halloween 2 and this one. I was like, what the hell is this? And I watched it and I was like, huh. I, I thought that I, was excellent. I think I, I gave that to you. Yeah, I didn't... Ex- then I had to buy the second one. I didn't expect anything out of out of The Collector. And then I watched Yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those it, like made TV or made to uh Straight DVD. to DVD. Yeah. yeah. And then I watched it and I'm like... This is fucking excellent, and it's actually based off of, um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's the same book that actually inspired Leonard Lake to do all of his crazy bullshit out in California, where he was like making sex slaves and stuff and trying to turn them into, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Miranda something like that. I don't remember the name of the book. It was like but, the the party shack or whatever it is, yeah. the sugar house. Yeah, but yeah, that was. I mean, no. If you want a good movie, High Tension. It's oh, from France. Jesus. But yes. that is like top five favorite horror movies because how that builds tension and then at the end, the twist in the end, literally for me, it's top five. Was she was that the one with the uh, the, the chick with the concrete saw? Yeah, man, that yeah, made me buddy. fall in love with that saw and I want Oof. one. But when you find out at the end of it, you're like, Oh my fuck. So so here's one I wanted to bring up, and it, it can be super quick. We don't have to do any like no, any like backstory into it. Your favorite old time horror movie? And then if you if they remade it, if you liked the remake. Well, that's a good one. Because yeah. you're talking about House of Wax actually made me go, oh, shit, that's a good so idea. It's like, well, they do, do remake it. Yeah, I, they, that's what I'm saying. It's cause it's like, like, I love the original House of Wax. I love the original Psycho as much as I hate the House of Wax. I still do love it. Um, I love the original Amityville Horror the, the remakes are hit and miss with me. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm sorry, I find it pretty good. But then again, I'm also a purist with that kind of stuff. But the remake, I like it. It's that's way too tough for me because it's like a lot of times I stray away from anything movie related after the like the 90s insanity. Like I usually like to watch the old school horror right. where it's like you can kind of see the little blips. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a hit and miss one for me. <laughs> to be fair, I thought I think that the Amityville with Ryan Reynolds was fucking amazing. I actually never I've never seen it. Oh, man, I've seen so good tidbits of it. No, oh, the the scene with the babysitter like grabbing the guy's hand and like putting his finger in the bullet hole in her head. You're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't mean, put I, your I, finger in there. It's gonna smell bad when it comes out. I've seen some old school horror movies, what they called horror back in the day, and I don't. I haven't really watched their like any redo because they haven't had any redos of them like the Blob, uh, the Thing, the Thing. Well, they did redo the Thing. They John did, Carpenter's the Thing. Yeah, N- the original is the only one that should exist. The hands, yeah. the hands. Are, oh, we're gonna fix. It. Oh my God, the hands come. Yeah, they'll come back. Yeah, and fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I mean, so good. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was badass in that movie. <laughs> Beautiful man. Made a beef man. Uh, there was another do, one. Do you want to think about it quick? Because I've got mine. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. For me, my favorite, like, old, old-timey horror movie, and then... One Werewolf that I, in London. No, mm. even older. That I, I liked, and then I thought the remake was still good, was The Wolfman from 19... It was, like, 1941, 42, with yep. Lon Chaney. Yeah. Dude, I love that movie, because you get the weird, like, kind of, like, stop-motion, almost, like, transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... 
for me, Lon Chaney is probably one of the best horror actors of no. all time. I Boris Karloff. Him. Yes. They're in that same class, though, because you have like yeah, dude, they're him, Universal Boris Monsters. Karloff, uh, Bella Lugosi. All of those guys were incredible. I just like Bar- Boris Karloff because, one, big dude, hulking dude, played both the mummy and also Frankenstein and did it very well. He was also the Phantom of the Opera. Was he? Yes. Yeah, that, that scene where he takes his mask off and his face is all like creepy and shit. They actually did that with rubber bands. Fucking freaks me out wow. to this day. But also, Boris Karloff narrated the motherfucking Grinch. I know that. Yeah, yeah. buddy. You're a mean one. <laughs> um, and then the the remake with uh, Benicio Del Toro yeah, and I watched uh, that Anthony and I, Hopkins. I thought it was good. It's like, not bad. It's just the ending for me kind of was a letdown because let's be honest. Benicio Del Toro playing someone who's dying. Please don't remember me. But remember me. Benicio del Toro was my name. But just the, the gore factor in that one was just fucking intense. Like the like I think it was his first transformation where he gets that one villager and he just swats him in the back and he's laying there and like his back meets all fucked up and you can actually see his lungs moving. I was like, Oh god. Yeah, but <laughs> Oh Jesus, that's good. Still the best werewolf movie. On three, everybody, because I think we agree on this one. One, two, three. Werewolf American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just it. because that kid's transformation scared oh, me to death in the like in, when he's in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. When he gets bit, when he's running, he sees his friend dead. Like that thing had everything for me. Tom Savini is a goddamn wizard, dude. That man is fantastic. And plus, and let's let's let's. I'm actually willing to do an episode on him by himself. Oh, yeah. But let's be real, though. I mean, his dead buddy is one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, maybe you should kill yourself. I didn't actually get to watch that until like I. I, I well, let me rephrase. My parents were watching it when I was a kid, <laughs> but then every time like. You know, something Kevin, like... Kevin, go to bed! No, no, no. Something, <laughs> something like that happened or whatever. Some little thing. They're like, turn your head. Turn... Okay, okay, boys, turn your head. Look back. <laughs> Not something just happened. Boys, turn your head. The sex scene. God boys, turn it. your head. Fuck! Nazi werewolves, turn your head. No, no, I'm going to watch this part. <laughs> and then, then you have that dog shit American werewolf in Paris, which was... I didn't think it was that Which one bad. was oh, it with Jack God, Nicholson? It was so bad. Was that, that was the howling. howling. That was. I fucking loved that. I thought howling. that was pretty good because it's like I just hear his voice and then I automatically think of him as the Joker <laughs> doing <laughs> as the werewolf and I'm like putting those two together. You like, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So. Oh, you got a topic? I kind of do. Uh-oh. We got to talk about one thing that for me actually shaped my young young life and then still to this day i love him your baby brains <laughs> because he is probably one of the greatest horror icons and also i love this show tales from the crypt oh shit I with was, a crypt keeper you know i wasn't really old enough to watch that but i, I remember seeing little bits of it so you i don't know how really much of a fan enough. i have of him i know dennis miller did an episode i <laughs> love the show i own the comic books and i also love the movies even though the movies are ugh. So, are we going into, like, horror TV shows now? I figure we can transition okay. into that. We okay. can go into comics. We can go into games. Pretty I think much, we, we definitely have never, to do video games because I think we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, Murray never specified what. Like, he just said horror in general, and I just, I think it was that. So, I'm like, yeah, why not? I'm, but, yeah, I'm, horror is, like, 
I'll watch anything. Yeah, man. It can relate to books, comic books, man. I have a comic series that I was reading for a little while and I had to tap out of it because it was pretty de- pretty intense. Yeah, you told me about it. I remember the name the of it. The Crossed. Oh, okay. Garth Ennis. I like oh, I got two of the graphic novel books in and then after a while I was like, I had to tap out because it makes 28 Days Later, Resident Evil, pretty much any zombie movie you can think of. And it's like, you're a fucking bitch. This is nah. No. It makes the... Hold, hold my beer. Yeah. It makes the rage virus look like Kool-Aid. Like, at a fucking kegger. Huh. T-virus? Like, Fuck you. Yeah. Like, this would literally look at the T-virus zombies and these monstrosities, these things, would literally laugh in their face. And one of the characters, his name is Horsecock. That's his weapon. And he brain and kills people with one of those things. Nice. So it's like, but beside the point, I love Tales from the Crypt because it was an hour long episode or half an hour long episode that literally the intro was amazing to me. I love the music. I love going through. I love the Crypt Keeper. I love his voice. And also he had some amazing puns. He was funny. The episodes were good because this was during the era of where you could get away with a lot of stuff on TV, especially late at night. Wasn't that on HBO? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they could get away with anything. Yeah, but still, though, you, like certain times, they're like, you, you may get Skinamax, like nudie nudies. Yes, sir. Or you may get this. And for me, like having Tales from the Crypt was amazing because I got like the snippets of horror and then also comedy into it's it. It's funny. Yeah, because there was a few episodes that I remember that I was like, they gave me the same sense of joy at, like, watching uh, Twilight Zone when I was a kid. Like, that make you go, whoa, this is bad, <laughs> compared to, oh, this is awesome. And at the end, of you're like, I'm happy I watched that. Some of them were not that way, but most of them I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt. Are, you know, Tales from the Crypt was, like, an updated version of Twilight Zone. Yeah, because each yeah. episode was its own thing. And if what was cool is you always had someone like famous like a famous actor of the time in an episode you always had somebody that you knew from a movie or another show that made cameos in there that's cool so that's what i loved about both those shows is that they always had somebody like from outside sources from the big movie scene or from the basic tv show or you may recognize a guy from a commercial and he's getting chopped in half (laughs) you got one kevin well, I have a book that uh, that I read that I was I'm like still saying that needs to be made into a goddamn what was that movie. One? You told me about it. It was, it was supposed to be really good. Yeah, it was uh, those across the river. I read this. I picked this book up. That's an eerie name. Yeah, I picked it. It's it's a werewolf book. Yes, but it was cool. Werewolves are way better than vampires. Well, it was cheers. Co- eh. Oh, tentative cheers on that one. Okay. We'll see well, that yeah, goes. it was really good. I mean, it was. I, I I liked it so much that I actually had to get the um, the digital version so I could actually hear it being read. Oh, audiobooks, awesome. Yeah, audiobook. I, love I had to get it. I had to get it because I was like, man, you know, that'd be pretty cool, you know, to listen to. See if the voices in your head matches the voice yes. that they oh, have. The narrator. Man. I love when yeah. books like that do that. You and, know, what sucks though is when you listen to an audiobook and you're like, I fucking love this. I'm gonna buy it and read the actual book, and then you're trying to read it and you're like, oh, the narrator's better than my my brain fucking. But, I read, but I read the book before, and I read Ray the, Porter. 
<laughs> I read the book like I don't know how I think it was like a week. Not yeah, even dude, that. You burned through that. Yeah, thing. I, I was like, holy shit, this is so good. And then then I listened to it, um, like last year or whatever it was, and I was like, holy crap, it's even. It, it like brought everything back, and I was like really thinking about it. It was it was so good because you don't really, you know, you don't really know what what's killing people until just almost like towards the end of it, mm-hmm. where you know you're like, holy shit, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is, this is you know how everything's connected. Why this guy, you know, this guy has moved back to his hometown, you know, or where his family was from because. They were basically, I don't know, a plantation owner, and it was um, Civil War. He did some bad shit. Well, anyway, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that wants to read it or listen to it because I highly recommend it. It was so damn good that I'm like, A lot Holy of twists crap. and turns, building oh, suspense. Yeah. Oh, I love stuff like that. Oh, Give yeah. me suspense and like tension building all the time and with a good payoff, I'm the happiest person alive. And, you, and I felt bad, like... At the end, I was like, I felt so bad for the main character because, well, he had to basically let go of the woman that he loved. Whoa. Who was younger than him, but she got turned into a werewolf, and he was like, all right, well, basically, I have to just let her go. I can't, you know, try to help her. I have to let her go and just and, and just leave and go away from it. I was like, oh, that sucks. And uh, here's the shameless plug. We're sponsored by Barnes & Noble. <laughs> you can find it there. I'm pretty. That's confident. not shameless when we're sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Um. For me, I'm gonna go with a TV series just because. Is it? A- Are you afraid of the dark? Oh motherfucker! I loved that show. <laughs> but Goosebumps was good too. I love Goosebumps. The books man. were better than the TV show, but Goosebumps was good. I loved it because of the ventriloquist uh, book. I think it was Dead Silent oh, or whatever. Uh, Silent. Uh, I still remember it to this day. The first book that I ever read at like a higher reading level than like little kid book, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Okay. Fuck yes. Okay, first spooky <laughs> book you've ever read that you still love today. Ah, uh, that one. For me, Goosebumps, Werewolf of Fever Swamp, The Berenstein Bears, and the Spooky Tree. Oh, I shit. still own my original book where it's taped on the spine. Dude, do you still have a copy of uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No, I used to, but because I, I guess they re- they re released it in this dog shit now. They took all the scary pictures out. Yeah, they're also thinking about uh, making uh, into a movie oh, or Jesus. maybe a TV show or something like that. Um, We're eating time, so that way Mr. Kevin H over here can pick it out because that boy likes to read books. I only started reading books into like five years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think my yeah, it was uh, Stephen King. Knew it. See uh... <laughs> spot run, comma into a wood chipper. <laughs> He is a master of horror, but everything no, has to was... deal with Maine. No, mine was... It's because he's from there. And you can't get that from here. Got to bury your own. Well, <laughs> the only one that didn't actually have to deal with Maine would actually have to deal with Colorado. Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, The Shining. I fucking love The Shining. The remake with that guy, yes, from, but they from, were from guy Vermont, from Wings was not dog Maine. shit. But still, from but Vermont. it's New England-centric. Doesn't matter. All of them. And I've actually, been to the, I've actually been when they fly over... You see in the beginning. They, what you, you see, can't you see, see is it. him making airplane hand. Yeah, when, over they, when, when they fly out, when they fly over in the very beginning, and you see uh, um, the resort or whatever, it's actually not the resort they filmed at. It's actually on Mount Hood. That is what they're showing. They're showing that is Oregon that they're showing. Which okay, is pretty anyway. cool. So 
Uh, favorite spooky book. Fuck off. <laughs> first spooky book that you read that you still love today. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Yikes. Oh, God, we want a heavy hitter. So the uh, the TV series uh, for me, the favorite TV series oh, yeah. thing. Um, I know people are going to give me shit for it because it's still fairly new, but I grew up reading the books that it was based off of. So I'm going to go with Penny Dreadful. Because I've never read those books. I heard good things. I mean, it was based off of the original Bram Stoker's version of Dracula, which was, I loved that book. I read the unabridged version of it. I can't even tell you how many times. So you have Dracula, you have Frankenstein, you get um, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, dude, I love that one. That's in season three. But season three kind of starts with like, they, season three, they kind of fucked it up right at the very beginning because they're just like, oh, well, there's this new guy. He's a receptionist. His name's Renfield. Okay, well, we know where that's going. And then at the very end of that episode, they're just like, uh, so who are you? And there's this big shadow and it's just like, I'm Count Dracula. And you're like, motherfucker, we knew this. We knew this when you said that the dude's name was Renfield. You didn't have to fuck spoil shit. Just leave it alone. And you also get uh, Wolfman because well, you the, get more than that. Yeah, like you get all of the old classic. You get the Bride of Frankenstein, right? You get you get the classic movie monsters well, no. and books oh. and shit. Well, the, essentially, the yes, Bride she, of the Monster because it's whatever. Really... Same difference. How about this uh, American Horror Story? Oh fuck yes! Like, oh my on god! On Netflix, I like I came in with Asylum. And then I was hooked from then on. Yeah, the first season's good too with the murder yeah, house. I'm, since they're on Netflix, my game um, plan is as nerdy as it sounds. While I'm painting more miniatures, I'm gonna like literally just it's good, gobble them up. Num, 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 it's num, a good num. show for it. It's a really good show. Well, and I love that the the writer uses the same actors or yes. most of the same actors as different characters. So yep. they're not playing the same person. But they're playing a different version. So, like right. in Freak Show, they're this. In Asylum, they're this. In Covenant, they're this. And for me, that harkens back to like an old, like old timey movie where you see the same people just playing different people. It reminds Adam me of Rob Sandler Zombie did, stuff. Yeah, Adam Sandler did a little bit. Rob Zombie did it. Um, there, I just like seeing those type of like characters and those actors because it shows their range and also it's kind of cool. Yeah. And and you're getting like lesser known actors that are getting a shot to actually do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the strain. I, I started watching like a little bit of the strain. I want to. I want to see that because that was, that I know we bad. talked about that, and I feel like it, it does have to happen. Yeah, I, it wasn't bad. It I was, am. It's pretty good so far. I mean, what I had seen. Yeah, I, I think you and I can. You, Kevin, and I can agree on something. Yeah. Uh, Come what is it November when they release Ugh. when they release V Wars on Netflix I will be on that like fucking white on rice I cannot wait for that yeah I'm also waiting on you the... need to get into the fucking comic books for it because I've heard they're brutal what is this again V Wars it's yeah, uh, I've heard good things it's, it's just a... I have, I'm a little late on a lot of things if you uh, if you go on Audible and you get the first book of it with your next credit, you will not regret it, and you will get sucked into the next two. It's so fucking good. I'm already back to an old classic. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah, dude. The Eisenhorn series. 40K reference. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm kind of waiting for uh, another one. New Joe Ledger. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, a, that's <clears throat> definitely horror. It, see, I didn't, I didn't really want to get into that one because it kind of crosses lines into sci-fi and yeah. science and military and shit. It's like, so it's not necessarily horror, True. but if you guys want a good motherfucking book series, go find Jonathan Mayberry's Joe Ledger series. You will not regret it. Yeah. 
I have listened to every single one of those books on Audible. I read the first three, and then after that, I was like, Hey, eh. don't you have a book that's signed? I do. Uh, actually, hmm. Seth, because he is one of the best peoples ever. He was, uh, as a wedding gift, actually got me a copy of the first book, which was Patient Zero, that was autographed by the author, and I was super fucking happy about yeah. that. I cried. Jonathan Maber <laughs> had to annoy him for about a month and a half. But luckily, that's only because he was doing the con circuit because he had a book coming out and super nice guy. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, you want one, too? I'm like, oh, sure. He goes, all right, don't worry about covering. I'll pay for it. See ya. <laughs> so, I, OK, so I got a topic. All right. What do you want to talk about? We we kind of touched on it. You know, we've touched on it throughout so okay. far. Let's touch on movies that we just feel that or movies or TV series, whatever. I mean, you could basically, whatever, that should have basically stopped after a certain amount. Or they could have cut a whole bunch out and then started from afresh. You know, like, like we were having a conversation with uh, about aliens. You know, how you feel that, you know, they, they could have taken out some, you know. I feel pieces. Alien 3 and Resurrection should never have happened. They should. They could have happened, but they should have been either standalones, standalones with different people. Um, if you wanted to keep Resurrection, I'm fine with it. However, it doesn't make any sense because at the end of Alien Three, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> for a movie that was released 20 years ago, <laughs> I saw it when it was new. Shut up! I saw it on VHS when it got released. What I'm getting at is, if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to fucking watch it. It yeah. came out like 20 years ago, which so is true, and it's it. also on TV a lot because it's the easiest one to throw on that in Resurrection. But regardless, it's it's like spoiler alerts for fucking Citizen Kane. If you haven't seen it by now, well, fuck you. But uh, for yeah, really, yeah, Jesus Christ, I'd I watch it in high school. I think I saw. It I'd once. watch it during cinema class. But uh, for me, Alien Three was what it was. It should have been a separate character. I don't like the idea that Newton Hicks died. I don't like the idea that they she has hunt for Bishop's body in the garbage, whatever. But it's just the point of one female on a planet full of male inmates. Okay. Whatever. I can let it go that the the patriarch of Bishop comes in and is like, no, we want to keep the, the embryo inside of you. I'm sorry. If she was infected with the face hugger, she would have been gone from what they set up in the lore like that. She would have came a couple hours, done. Not through the course of a couple days and shacking up with a dude and then all of a sudden randomly she finds out that she has one inside of her they're not latent like that they don't take multiple days they usually go from implantation to bursting in the course of hours now with that being said at the end of it like i said spoiler she kills herself she falls into the fire pits of the planet fine now with resurrection coming out how do they get her dna through the little bit of blood or whatever running around because for all intents and purposes, that makes no sense. Unless, oh, well, when she shaved her head, we collected her hair. Well, how the fuck are you going to find her hair? And making the multiple clones. It's a good for what it is movie. Both of them are. However, the third one should have been a standalone. And then they should have relaunched it from there with Sigourney Weaver and Newt. Or if you want to let Newt die, that's fine. Or if you want to let Sigourney Weaver, whatever, that's fine. I just don't like the way they went with three. Resurrection was good for what it is for an action movie. 
However, you could easily bypass three and went to, they took her DNA from that one and they bred her because, well, let's be honest, she is the ultimate survivalist. Now, going to the prequels, they those are fine. However, I feel the trope of having the strong dominant female throughout the whole entire thing and this, that, and everything, it got really convoluted. Now, with like, say, the Jason Voorhees movies and the Freddy movies, they're good, but they should have stopped after a couple one. When you start yep. realizing that it becomes more about the kill count and the, the jokester and showing how meta you are, it ruins the severity and the actual horror aspect of it, turning it into a horror comedy. Because all it was there for a while was a kill count competition. Yeah, you know, so it was, far... It was stupid. It was dumb. Jason X, as crazy as it sounds, was created as a filler piece for the previous Jason to Jason versus Freddy. Yep. So Jason X, literally the director... Had very limited budget, which he spent a lot of it on useless CGI and stupid graphics, regardless. Um, was just used as a filler for between, the I think it was Jason Goes to Hell and Jason versus Freddy. Now, instead of doing that and wasting the money and doing all this stupid crap and be like, oh, we based it off the comics. Oh, we, were, we, knew, what, we knew we were being funny. No, it was a fucking cash grab and I'm sorry... Yes, during that time, Jason took over for the kill count of how many deaths. However, yeah, it doesn't matter when it's all just... And I'm, I'm guilty of this because I own all the movies and I will watch them. Like with Alien vs. Predator and all this other stuff, I will watch them. But it makes no sense when it's like you're watching and you're like, oh, you probably should have stopped after the second one. When your franchise has to go to space, it's done. Yeah, and like <laughs> unless when, it takes place in space. Well, of I mean, the, the whole point of Jason versus Freddy was kill count. Exactly. Money, money, money. Yeah. It was. It was money. a. No, but the whole point of it was was kill count. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you 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 killed was, this one. Okay, a, I gotta kill five more. It was a dick measuring competition. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing is, exactly. like in yeah. theory, it was a good enough idea it was just not put in like the wasn't executed well. yeah the execution was bad so in retrospect freddy gets power by people who are being afraid of him so he brings back somebody who can create fear in this town yep that's a cool premise okay so they're fighting they think they're going they're stopping freddy but realistically there's jason but when they think there's jason they don't realize that you know it's freddy Okay, but then things just got really sloppy and haphazard, and it's like, I love the idea of it. I just thought it was, it could have been done better. Like, dial back the trying to be funny 90s shit, like early 2000s of being funny, and go at it a different way. Yeah, definitely. Like, my favorite move, my favorite slasher horror of all time, Halloween. Yeah, and even that one. I mean, um, they 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 should have. I mean, I I know what the whole premise of Carpenter was. Well, was he didn't he didn't want to have, he didn't want to have the same. He didn't want to have the same everything. All he didn't want to be like the same as everybody it, else. It was he wanted to suppo- make it to, okay, this Halloween we're gonna have this 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 out. 
Next Halloween is something totally different. Yeah, it was essentially and one, and it was essentially one. just going to supposed to be a series of oh, this is the movie that comes out at Halloween. This year's a slasher. This well, year's a monster. Next yeah, year's ghost. Kind of like the National Lampoon style. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, but idea. horror. But, <laughs> he, but Halloween three was abysmal. But he didn't realize. And I still yeah. watch it, and that tune, the Shamrock tune, will go off in my head. But it was when it was like oh. This is a stone off a stone hedge. We put it in each one and we play the song and then it kills them. And I have <laughs> animatronics. And yeah. the girl you were shacking up is now a robot. But they didn't... Robot. It, it, he, but he, he didn't realize how popular one and two were. Yeah, and then... Had yeah. been, and then he was like, okay, well, I guess I gotta make a third. Fucking three came out and they, you know, he's got a... He angry, burned almost every bridge. He's and, got a fucking angry mob outside of his house with torches and pitchforks and shit. He's like, okay, we'll bring him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got three. I got four. Okay. One, two. One, two. Could be in there. Cut a cut three out. Made th- three, you know, four, five. Then they could have... Stopped. Stopped. Halloween H two O should never have happened, but apparently, no. Well, no. Halloween H two O could have happened. It should have happened. But it was somebody else. But it could have happened. It it should have happened after number two. Yeah, because there's a new Halloween coming out in 2018. Because then, then, then the um the next one after H two O, which was uh the ghost of Michael Myers or whatever resurrection, resurrection, whatever whatever it was. That was stupid because, oh, basically, oh, no, it was someone else. He actually, Michael Myers escaped, and he actually duct taped someone else's, you know. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Officer's mouth shut, (laughs) and then it's something, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis cut his head off. Well, okay, fine. She goes to a nut house, and then Michael comes for her. Well, then she killed. Come on. Yeah, like right now, it's uh, 2018 Halloween 2018 film. Yeah, is I, it is it another Rob Zombie one? Nope. No? This one is Jamie Lee Curtis. It's uh no, it's 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 directed uh, by David Gordon Green, written by Green. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bradley, Danny McBride. Oh it's Jesus not a, Christ! It's not a uh, Mustafa uh, film. It's the um, eleventh uh, installment. Probably, wow. But, but it's probably gonna be good. I'll keep I'll keep mine nice and simple and short. Jaws. Do the first two. Do the first one and stop. Yeah, because when no, the second one was angry good. mom, angry mom jaws. Right. <laughs> the second one was good, but the first one was essentially the perfect horror movie. Yeah, but I liked one and two. But you have to understand what I'm saying though is is the first I like one Deep Blue Sea. The first one was perfect. Oh, they could have stopped. Yeah, they could have stopped after one because you have. You have the monster at the beginning. You have it killing people, and then it dies. You could have left it right there. He made fucking buttloads of money off that movie. He could have just stopped. And then... Because they did, what, fucking eight more after that or something? Yeah, they did Jaws Uh, in 3D. They did, yeah, they did Jaws. Angry Mom Jaws. Jaws 3, which was in... uh, Technicolor. which Which was in... I never liked the Jaws movies. Bermuda. The first which, one scared the shit out of me. Like, I, I wouldn't go in a fucking bathtub. Well, like... like <laughs> Critters scared me. I never wanted to use the toilet. <laughs> like, the, the one in Bermuda, that never actually would happen because a great white would never, ever go down there. And then they went... Jaws 9. Jaws in space. Space. Hey, no, man. When Leprechaun, when Leprechaun goes into space... Well, dude, Leprechaun in the Hood was good, though. Uh, 
Ugh. Was it? I think Ice T was in that one, wasn't he? I don't. Uh, I, I watched it, and all I remember is the uh, dancing, or what is it, bouncing on the the pogo stick. Oh God. Go, Leprechaun. Is it, Leprechaun falls in the same category for me as Chucky. Yeah, they're both dumb. Like you want those are type of movies. Like I heard someone say it best. They're the type of movies you have playing in the background when you're at a party or right. you're doing something else. You're not paying attention to. You look up. You're like, huh? Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I'm sorry. Clive Barker is one of my favorite authors. Love that man. Uh, Hellraiser one and two were good. After that, it just got a little we interesting. Such sights to show you. If you ever want a Ugh. fun book of his to read, uh, Mr. B. Mr. B Gone. Hmm. It is an amazing book. It's uh, completely in first person of where you're reading the book. And the first thing it tells you is burn this book. <laughs> Do not read it. Burn this book. Why are you reading this? I told you. Why won't you listen to me? Burn this book. And the whole story is about this demon who is trying to figure out who he is. And he's like, the book is actually like talking to you as like you're the read, like as you and I are or as right. we are. And it's fascinating. And I love it because it's kind of... I fell in love with this other demon and then he burned me and I don't know what else to do. And I got trapped in this book. So please, if you want to help me out, light, light this book on fire, set me free. Like, don't don't go into light. Oh God. (laughs) So here's another one I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Since the three of us are giant fucking nerds. You are not um, me, bro. Favorite horror video game can be a franchise. It can be an individual game. Amnesia. Amnesia is where you one. play as a character. I think his name is David. And you're literally going through this haunted, well, it feels like a haunted um, mansion. And the whole point of it is as you're going through, there's certain, you can't, you don't want to be in the dark because when you go in the dark, you you have to monitor your heart rate, your brain activity, this, all this other stuff. And it sounds really complicated, yeah. but it's actually done in such a way where the music hits. It's an older game. It's from like the early, I think like 2010 to the, uh, mm-hmm. the original one. So graphics aren't really there, but it's so story driven. So as you're going through, you're walking through this hallway and you're fine. You, you know, you have fine little tinder boxes. You like these little candles. So yeah, you light the little candle boxes. You get the little candle boxes to light like candles, light a fire and all this other stuff. And as you're progressing through the house, different like things are starting to happen. Like you start having these weird visions. You start seeing what looks like blood on the floor. Um, the screen will start to vibrate. Uh, random things in a room will move. So like chairs, books, uh, the shelf will come down. At one point in time, you get to a part where the whole wall caves into itself. And you're like, okay, we'll I have to turn around. So you literally will turn around and circumvent your way around. And you'll come back to the same area and it's back to normal. And the whole point of it is that you're playing this character and you're like finding these notes that are written to yourself and you're just trying to figure out what's going on and come to find out your character suffers from amnesia from whatever the reason may be. No right. spoilers because I want people to play this game. And as you're progressing through, you're finding out more and more and more and more and you're solving these little problems and these riddles until you get to the very end and you find out what caused your amnesia, why you're doing this, and also solving the mystery while trying to, like I said, maintain your heart rate so that way your stress level stays down maintain like a calm sense of a calm demeanor because if you get too stressed and your heart rate goes up the psychosis of everything that's going on gets a lot worse Mm. and it's a lot it's a lot of fun 
in that you can also still hide because at one point you feel like something's stalking you. So you will hide in the closet. You'll wait there. And then you'll come out and be like, okay, it's passed. So it, it's definitely a fun game. And it's not for... It's kind of a grindy game where you have to keep playing and keep playing and kind of locking more and have to solve puzzles. But if you enjoy those types of games it's for me it's a lot of fun and there's certain times where it gets so super spooky just the way the music is the way the mood is right that you're like okay 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 what's <laughs> I'm gonna a pass happen out. yeah it's like i'd rather play like a silent hill game right now because oh, at least God. i know the scares are coming but like this is just it builds on all of those anxieties because it's technically a survival horror right it's just for me it's a bit it was a lot of fun huh you got one um well, this one I'll have to refer to you because I I don't remember the name of the game. It was the one that uh, you were like, oh, I got to check this out, beta or whatever it was. And so we both sat down and we, like you were playing it and I was watching because that's what, well, that's what I do. I don't I don't play horror style s games. I I basically watch you play that, right, Kevin. Right, right, right. Or Metal <laughs> so, Gear Solid because you're... Yeah dick and you won't play yourself it's true but what, what was what was that one that all the hallways and shit yeah like shit like fucking changed but they never came out with the game that was pt that was a um that was supposed to be the new silent hill game that um konami uh, uh kojima uh hideo kojima was writing and then i was like wow did you just screw up your like <clears throat> savior video well, game no, name no because it's 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 konami but he was writing and directing it and then all the shit happened with him and konami and he's just like just fuck you i'm you. done and then uh they just never did it but he they should have it would have been it would have been excellent but yeah that, that was it was pretty fucked up i know what yours is already what I already know it. Well, well share with the class. <laughs> uh, let me guess. Brand new game. Five Nights at Freddy's. No, I've never played that, actually. No. Actually, another one for um, me is Dying Light. I have to say that was I, an amazing game. Resident you keep Evil. saying it's good. I, Resident Evil as a series, yes. Uh, the first, like, well, the first three were fucking fantastic because I, I mean the first one came out what like 97 or something like that the first Resident Evil yeah 97 98 uh, I don't remember I know it was uh, in arcade only no it was PS1 and I was a kid and that scared the shit out of me because the like the, the scene sh- I would almost would almost say that I was almost pretty sure that the first Re- Resident Evil was in arcade only I don't no, think Re- Resident Evil yeah it was definitely PS1 I've never seen Resident Evil in the arcade you might be thinking of like House of the Dead or something like one of those stupid shooter games no cause you had uh, Redfield and all them you'd have to it was in the arcade you'd have to go through and you had to shoot 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 you know zombies and everything else I don't remember it being in an arcade yeah but the, the first three were good number four was okay but I didn't like the fact that they went away from zombies they went to people that were infected with like a parasite thing and you'd get the fucking weird like worm doodad coming up out of people's heads and shit then five i i fucking hated five i don't know what it was i think it was the fact that you had that uh like the female character with you that seth had the same problem i did every time you'd pull up to take a shot on somebody this dumbass runs in front of you and you shoot her in the back of the head and she's like oh i need ammo and you end up running out of fucking ammo because you're giving this asshole ammunition and she can't hit anything not only that she gets in your way exactly she so but it did redeem itself for the newest one because you said even yourself because six was garbage biohazard number seven scared the bejesus out of me 
and it was good. That's yeah, that I actually, going. I played that for like 10 minutes. I was like, nope. Yep. But honestly, my favorite... I'm I hate to I hate to be this guy, but my favorite horror mo- horror game that I've played up to date is probably a toss up between Dead Space, the first Dead Space. Oh yes, which was fucking amazing. I never beat that game because it freaked me out so I, much. Again, like I with Aliens, either. it was one of those things on a derelict ship. I was like, I don't have the mental capacity for this. And right the thing now. is, like you walk, you're walking through a hallway and there's all these dead bodies and stuff in front of you. And Jump scares a one of them. One of them just you're, you're like almost up to it and it just like and like reassembles itself and like it comes out and you're like motherfucker and you're shooting like shooting at it and like arm goes flying off and it just keeps coming and blow a leg off and it keeps coming at you. You have to disassemble them completely essentially to kill them. Huh. The um, line gun where it shoots lines of hell energy. yeah. So the game he was talking about is actually it was real and I vaguely remember it. the reason why i don't remember it as a resident evil is because the name was gun survivor biohazard code veronica so it's essentially a two-person stand-up one with a little gun right. attached to the the little swivel when did that come out um like early 2001 oh, okay yeah by cause, namco because the the first resident evil came out on ps1 this is true and what happened was they were this was the early late nineties, early two thousands was this the arcade cabinets that had the gun attachment. Right, like uh, if you remember, Time Crisis, Time Crisis, Fuck yeah, buddy. Uh, Terminator Two had one. Aerosmith even had one. Oh Jesus! Yeah, dude, it, it was, was fun. So their special bad. weapon was shooting their CDs or their records. But yeah, this came out during the time of those of the popularity of those, and then there was uh, it was the reason why it was we don't recognize it because it was named Biohazard. Which is the Japanese name for Resident Evil. Exactly. Yep. So it makes total sense. And what gave it away was Code Veronica, which there is a Resident Evil Code Veronica. So, which wasn't actually that bad. No. Um, Raccoon City was a letdown. Raccoon City was a letdown. Um, well, there was a co-op one when it... Uh, what the hell was it? Oh, uh, that was... Yeah, I know which one. That did. one was good. Um, like for me, I thought the uh, the first couple were really good. Kind of like with Silent Hill, thought the first couple were amazing, and then I was like, uh, "I'm kind of done with this." But another one that I I really 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 liked was uh, Dying Light Blow. Well, Blow, Dying Light Bro. <laughs> Until Dawn. Until Dawn was good because you have. Even though I never played it, you have all the different options because Wendigos. Every choice that you make affects things differently, so you can choose to try to save all the characters or you can choose to let all of them die. So and also a, a variety of different things from what I've seen. Yeah. Like every little tiny decision you make affects things differently. And it's so fun. Just, I, I've played through it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not a super long game. It's like it's 24 hours. I don't know. It's maybe six hours of gameplay. Something yeah, like that. But the variety is different and it's got that asshole wendigo exactly so going on with yours with different options i'm just gonna expand on this the suffering was a playstation 2 xbox uh game came out like early 2000s and you play as this uh convicted killer like this convict named torque and he's sent to prison for apparently killing his family does not remember again i have a weird fascination with amnesia apparently (laughs) And as you go through, you have decisions of whether to save the guards because the, the island you're on is has an earthquake and you can save people 
or you can let them die. You can kill people. And your decisions will determine the finale or the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, as you're going through, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Like, why is this island coming apart at the seams? And why is there so much death going on? Well, fine. Come to find out. There's actually demons on the island that when this earthquake kick hit, it released them. So, Torque, as part of this like game series has this alter ego that's this ultimate killing demon thing that kills and destroys everything. And if you use that too much, you actually get the bad ending. Where if you go through as him and try to save as many innocents as you can and only kill the people that need to be killed. Are you talking about demonic? No, man. This is the (laughs) suffering, man. I absolutely love this. If this came out today, I would like this in fear, I would be all over this. Huh. Faster than you could blink. Like there was interesting. I there was another one that I but used, I scared the shit out of me. I've referenced it before, but Dying Light, I thought it was great because it's a first-person game. It has the whole parkour thing, but has the crafting of weapons. Right. You don't want to be out at night because you're out at night. That's when all these zombies and demon-like-looking killer things come at you. So you have to find a place to hide. And I remember playing that game, and I was doing a mission. It got dark, and I was like, "Oh, I have a few more minutes. That's fine." And I literally spent the night the whole nighttime of a game hiding in a drain with a gun pointed at the opening of the drain <laughs> with my back against Waiting. yeah of a barrier thinking i'm like all right this is gonna happen it's gonna happen and all of a sudden it happens because i wasn't paying attention i made a pot shot and i made too much noise and they're coming rushing me and i'm like well and i died Jesus but the, it, but it's like it was a lot of fun like with the metro series it's oh my god yeah i'm like, surprised you didn't touch on that because i mean it's not necessarily actually, horror but yeah it's more of a uh kind of a apocalyptic action yeah. shooter game it's there fucking is, good though there is a um battle royale-esque i hate battle royale games but there PUBG PUBG's good still though there, there nope, is nope, a, nope. there is a battle royale-esque <clears throat> royale-esque um horror game that H1Z1? No. That is one. It's uh, based off of the, the creators of PUBG made it. Yeah, no, but, it was uh, Arma. Or whatever. Yep. Sorry. But no, this game, no. This one is uh, is basically you're, you can run, you have to run it with two people. And uh, you not only have to worry about killing other people in the game, but you also have like different bad creatures or whatever that you have to kill like so at night you get to a certain point you have to worry worry about this like big freaking huge monster thing coming after you gonna like rip your head off and i'm like holy crap it was just watching people play it i was like holy shit this is this is an intense game where you have to watch out for where you are or you don't you don't want to make too much noise or um, oh yeah, I know. Too much I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, because I remember that seeing that on Twitch, somebody was had the uh, the beta key for it, and if you die, you lose all your stuff. And when you go in, you have to pick. You have resource management of what you want to run hmm. with. I can't remember the name of it because it's still less. Almost I, sounds like Counter Strike, but worse. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's intense game. I get you know from what some of the guys on that on Twitch watch it. Well, uh, play it. Now, what about Last of Us? Oh my god, it was so good. That opening sequence. I almost made I me almost cry. stopped playing it after that cuz I was like, like nope. Watching nope, that I'm man's done. daughter die and then seeing, you know, Ellie's backstory. 
uh, instant tears and it was like done in such a good way and yeah. I like how they the the for lack of a better term but the zombies in that game were done in a different way right because it wasn't a virus it was uh, it was a spore yeah it was uh, cord- uh, cordyceps yeah mushroom which actually fucks up ants and turns them into zombies and shit which is really crazy to think the about the chittering of that thing was just stuck <sighs> with me the- <laughs> You hear it and you're just like, shit, stop. Yeah, oh. don't move. Like, throw a grenade over there so they run over to the other yeah, side. Yeah, whip of the a grenade. beer bottle at the wall and fucking boogie. Ooh, dude, they were creepy. Huh. The uh, Everybody has to have one. Favorite, like, B horror movie where it's like, pe- some people would consider it a horror movie. Other people would be like, no, not quite. Like, uh, you know, like Army. Like something that's not mainstream. Yeah, like. Uh, let let's go. Uh, let's reward it. Cult classic. Hor- favorite cult classic B, horror B movie. B is non mainstream, but but considered you know in the horror genre. Right, but like like cult classic, like something where it didn't it maybe didn't do so great at the box office, but once it came out, people fucking snatched it up, loved it. I don't know if mine was, but I can tell you what it is. Huh? It's from 1992. Let me guess. New Zealand. He's got a wicked chin on him, huh? Nope. No. Peter Jackson. Oh, shit. I know what this is. Brain Dead, also known for us as Dead Alive. Yes. Good movie. I legitimately love this movie for the simple fact of I remember vividly being a young little dummy wandering around the video store, the VHS store with my parents. And like, you can pick out any movie. (laughs) And if anybody has ever seen the box, it is literally... It's fucking rad. It's a girl's face, and she has her fingers in her mouth, and she's pulling her lips back. And in her her mouth, where you would expect to see her teeth and tongue, is a skeleton face. Or, you know, the eyes, the nose, and the top jaw. And I personally love this movie because it is unlike what I normally go to. This is something that I could watch multiple times. Um, Actually, Murray and I had a long, in-depth conversation about this movie because it is kind of a slapstick, kind of funny horror comedy. Oh, God, it's fantastic. The the gore in it is over-the-top and hilarious. The the main character, uh, Lionel, is kind of like... He's a mama's boy. He's very under his mom's thumb and they live in this giant mansion and she's always telling him, you know, what to do. And he's like, okay. And then he falls in love with this woman and trying to balance that. But then his mom is bitten by this. And I quote straight from the the source, a rat monkey bites yes, his the mom. Rat monkey. <laughs> and oh, like slowly over the time of like this dinner party, he's trying to put on. His mom is slowly deteriorating and changing. And, like, by the end of the movie, his mom is this giant rat monkey humanoid monster <laughs> thing. And all I'm going to say is anybody that is battling, like, monsters. Go ahead, you. Anyone that's battling monsters or, like, demons or craziness. And he is swinging around a push lawnmower makes me the happiest person alive like i will love this movie till the till i have nothing left because honestly it is just a hilarious amazing movie that finding out that the guy then went on to you know direct the lords of the ring and 
these amazing epics. Lest we forget Planet of the Apes, which was dog shit. Hey, you calm that down. But yeah, so that one for me personally, I will always remember that box. I will always remember everything about this movie because it's definitely like that. And if you ever want to find a really dumb, like low rent bargain basement, like Walmart won't even put in the $2 bin. (laughs) Ankle biters. Ankle biters. Now. Uh Uh-oh. I can leave it at that or I can expand on it. Uh, Your choice. Let's leave it at that, I think. <laughs> Look it up, ankle biters. Trust me. Kevin Hire. Hit it up, big dog. Because I'm almost done with my beer. I've well, got I've got two. How come I because yeah, mine are tie, like I Yeah. My, yeah, mine's definitely well, it was so the first one was so bad that they actually had to redo it. Yep, I know where you're going. <laughs> almost made an offhanded comment because I got a little bit of a buzz going on after polishing off this Fosters. It's Australian for piss water. <laughs> you wouldn't leave it alone. I know people in Australia. They so won't be I. happy. Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. I loved you. Uh, anyway, so what's yeah. your movie? Come on. Uh, oh, fuck. I can't, even, I can't even think of the goddamn... My brain just... Evil dead. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Evil Dead was so bad that they had to redo it. It wasn't bad. The first one was amazing. They redid it because it was a cash grab. Yeah, the second. <laughs> no, it was so bad that they felt they had to redo it because no. it was that. They were like, okay, we didn't do what we wanted to do, so we're going to redo it. Well, now that they had money because they made money on the first one. But they didn't realize what they did this, after they did the second one, they were like, Fuck. People like, really, really, really like the fucking first one. So, shit, cult classic, instant, boom, yes. And I was like, yeah, because I saw both of them. I'm like, wow, the first one really was the better of the two. But let's get to the root of the problem here, because the third one was the best of all of them. I've never Army seen, of you've Darkness. Ne- you bullshit. Yes, yes, I, I was going to say, you've never seen Army of Darkness, you lying bastard. Mike, you know, like, every one of your friends, like, outside work friends, has owned this movie and has watched it repeatedly my cousin cosplayed as ash actually at, uh, I dragon con i think it was in, ten- in uh, chattanooga and she still got the costume and she kicked fucking ass at it actually i don't think i have seen oh, Army of Darkness. my god all right that's it we're voting him off the show uh we're gonna be taking applications for a good guy second bad co-host. guy i'm the guy with the gun this here is my boomstick huh You've, the necro- you have to have seen it. No, I don't it's think this. I have. The necro- <laughs> Klaatu Verata Necktie. <laughs> Klaatu Verata. No. <laughs> Dude, when he fights the like tiny versions of himself, like Gulliver's Travel on Acid, I fucking love that movie. Uh, okay, so... No, that was... That, that was, was Army of Darkness. Yep. No, that was the remake that of... That was uh, Army of Darkness. I'm Don't fuck sure, with him with this. I'm pretty sure he fought the little version of himself because that's how he lost his hand. No. No. He cut his hand off. He cut his hand off because he got bit by something. But he was I think possessed he by a demon. His, but I think he fought a little version no, of himself. he fought like five okay. little versions of himself in Army of Darkness, though. Uh, I did... I just polished off a can of Fosters, but, and I got a nice little feeling. Let's, let's, I'll get to mine, because we just talked about one of them. Um, Shaun of the Dead. 
Hey, it's hey, absolutely. Hey, you got red on you. That's I comedy do. horror, yeah. But it, it's that like slapstick, like it wasn't a mainstream release yeah, for us, cult, like cult classic True. horror, and and you know they did their gore scenes were fantastic. <laughs> Ed, <Yeah. laughs> right, who the hell put this on? It's on random. <laughs> So <laughs> fucking Chicago played in the background while he's crying. One of the best parts oh. about that whole movie is when Ed and Sean are at the bar and Sean's all depressed about the girl, you know, like was never uh, going to be with him and yep. try to cheer him up. The actual like scene that was set up, the actor literally just ad-libbed the whole thing, yeah, the, making up about the like, lady the people. sitting behind him. Well, not only that, everybody at the bar was completely ad-lib and they just had to keep it in there because Sean couldn't keep a straight face. And they're like, it was so genuine that you could tell that this, these two guys are friends. Oh yeah. And this is what he would, that he normally does. And there's a couple of times, if you watch the bloopers where, when he's talking about the old lady behind him, that used to be a porn star, he'll say something and she'll be like taking a drink and you get like, you only see her back, but you see her kind of like lurch forward. Like she's trying to keep herself from laughing. And just like, that's fucking classic. Oh my God. I love that movie. He's not my dad. <laughs> Sean, don't hey, say that. He's hey. not my dad. Not any, anymore. <laughs> I, did you know dogs can look up? <laughs> <laughs> dogs can't look up. Oh, God damn it. I love Sean of the dead. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus, the part when they're when they're trying to sneak through them all, and his uh, the the, act, the actress lady's just like, <sighs> and his mom's just standing there staring away. She goes, "Barbara, that's fantastic." Oh, I'm sorry, dear, I was miles away. <laughs> and Ed's just, you know, Ed just, and Sean's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> it's like, no, it's more. <sighs> They're just fucking staggering through the zombies. See, and I feel shit. like that would be more of like what a zombie movie would be like, oh. or like in like real life. We'll swing past here. We'll get your mom. We'll clutch your mom. We'll kill him. <laughs> go to mom's. Kill Phil. Kill Phil. <laughs> and then we'll go to the Winchester. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Pete. Oi, prick! He's not in. <laughs> Oh, son of a bitch! So, with man. that being said, I think we covered everything we could possibly cover for right now. Yeah, we're, we're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> so, I have, I'm gonna start the closing right oh. now. With that being said, I think we knocked this out of the park, boys. Oh. Uh, ended on a high <laughs> note with some Shaun of the Dead awesomeness, throwing you know records at zombies. Hey, I think she likes you. What's in the shed? I don't know. I've never been in there. <laughs> so, which one do you want? I'll take the left. <laughs> the switch. So, <laughs> I'm trying to close it out. I can't. Oh no, not that one. I like that one. <laughs> you like that one? That was no. the first album I ever bought. <laughs> so, with that being said, folks, you know who we are. You know where to find us. <sighs> Hit them up with where the emails and oh, the Instagrams. Because so, if they don't know where they can listen to us, guess what? They're not following along. You can email us at darkwindowspodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Where can they find us on the Instas? Instagram. You can find us. Instagram on Twitter. And on Twitter. <laughs> yes. At Dark Windows Pod. Boom. Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast. Yeesh. Boom. Now, with that being said, since this was a listener episode, which is fantastic, I am putting it back out there to you listeners. Email us, contact us through 
the Instagrams, through the Twitters, through the Facebooks, through all those amazing little sources. Hell, if you even want to get a hold of us personally, Kevin C., what are you? My Instagram is K Carlton, C A R L E T O N 87. Master Kevin H., where you at on the Insta? Speedy802. Spell it, please. S P E D I E. What? Oh, yeah. Sped. <laughs> he sped right through that. Good enough. <laughs> the fucking beer is spelling for you Ooh, now. <laughs> got the Papsies rolling. He's getting the flutters. No. Good thing. S P E E D I E 802. Ding! Spelled it right. And I Ayo. am at the Broadstone underscore creations. Now, like I said before, you have to. Two, get a hold of us if you want us to keep doing another round of these awesome listener episodes. And if you actually are having trouble finding us through your multiple sources or you have friends that are having trouble finding us through those sources, guess what, folks? We're at the Age of Radio Apple Provider page. We're which, also on iTunes. Which essentially, if you go to ageofradio.org, you can find us there. Or megaphone.fm, I believe you can listen to us Boom. on there, too. So, we're also on Podbean. We're on Google Play. Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, the Radio Public Breaker, and then we're also working on some other little fun little spaces. Also find us on Spotify. Bam, that's and if one you, of them. If you send us ten dollars, we'll put this on uh, cassettes and send it to you too. And uh, sweet mixtape. I already got the iTunes. <laughs> However, so like I said, reach out to us. Give us a rating and review. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars, four stars, three. Tried it, not for me. <laughs> At least give us a rating because the ratings will help out. Shows Age of Radio that we are well worth it. It also helps us move up in the iTunes. If you want this to show to get better and better, help us with getting those ratings. I love you all. I'm going to go home. I talk way too much because I have Fosters. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. So, and also, uh, go to studio.com. Yeesh. Check out the headphones. Go and put in discount code of Dark Windows. All one word. All one word at disc in for the discount of fifteen percent off. Cause you know, we love you. Uh also check out the our page on Age of Radio. Just go to ageofradio.org slash dark windows pod or dark windows, whichever it is. And hey, while you're there, check out some of the other awesome shows yeah. like True Crime Trucker, uh Color Me Dead. My, one of my new favorites that I just discovered because I had to I was just farting around. And they are fucking funny as hell. Home Video Hustle. Yep. Speaking of talking about movies, they do it better than us. Yeah. Go check all them out as well. And, uh, yeah. Also, check out GameMV.net for your sweet hobby-related items. If you find what you like, because I'm guaranteeing that you will, or someone else will find what they like there, put in the promo code BROADSTONE at checkout, and you will save yourself $2 off each hobby holder. Hobby-related hobbyries. Hoverness. And just remember, just because you can't see Army of Darkness doesn't mean Army of Darkness can't see you. Kisses. We love you. And most importantly, you still got red on you. <laughs> <laughs>